You ready, Ryan? You ready? You ready? Okay. Hey everybody and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book and animated series by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker and Ryan Otley. I am one of your hosts, Ryan. Joining me is Bill. Hi everybody. And Invincible, aka TJ. Oh, hello, it's TJ. We did it. <laughs> we, we did it. We're here. Did it. We did it. We're here. Oh my God. It is Thursday night. Everybody is... Well, a lot of people are watching Invincible right now. Um, we came in here to record our intro for this episode and outro. And it was, if you're watching us on video, the fact that we're all wearing black Invincible hoodies was completely unplanned, but totally necessary. Of course. Very necessary. Exactly right. So if you if you stumbled onto this video or this podcast because you heard about the Invincible show and you want more exciting Invincible coverage, uh, we're the place for you. We've got a ton of episodes out already. This is episode 95, as you can see, uh, and this is a huge one. This is easily our longest episode ever because it is yeah. going to be a deep dive and, uh, you know, our thoughts into the three episodes that are already out for the Invincible animated series. But we've got tons of other episodes out there as well. So if you're just getting into the comic or you want to, you know, uh, talk to somebody about the tie-ins or anything like that, go check them out. What was that, TJ? I was going to say, this should be our longest episode ever. Absolutely. We've been been waiting for this. Everybody listening to this podcast has been waiting for this for years. Yeah. And we got it. We're here. We're here. It actually happened. So we've got a a handful of news items because where these news items would have been an entire episode a year ago, now we just have to blow right through them because, like I said, longest episode ever. Um, Right off the top, though, we've been staring at this box for a week, a little over a week now. I'd say about a week, yeah. It's driving Bill crazy. I'm the most impulsive um, fucking person in the world. Like, yes, I, I, I was like, I was contemplating cutting the bottom open mm-hmm. and and looking at it and then like retaping it so you guys wouldn't know. So I don't have my, my invincible mug. Yeah, but but I, we're ready again. Invincible mug because coffee at uh, 10, 1030 because I'm going to edit this episode tonight. Probably watch Invincible some more. Uh, let's do this. So, Ryan, Ryan, what's yeah. this box that you're talking about? What's this? Um, oh, box? just uh, just a little something from uh. uh Sean Kirkham, big clutch over from Skybound. Sent us a he little. He sent us uh, a box, and he specifically wanted us to open it on this episode. Yeah. And he get, he sent it to us a week ago. Watch your so address. Literally just watch your address, it, Bill. <laughs> I want everyone to know oh, where I live, yeah. so we can come over and we can talk invincible and hang out. Um, are we opening it right now? Like, are you guys? Yes, we're opening oh, it. I, I'm cutting it open. Right, I'm cutting it open. Cutting. Don't spoil it for me though. If like you guys open it first, like let's wait until we. No, open we gotta it do up. it together. Let's, we gotta do it together. We'll have our reactions and then and then we'll we'll open it up. So, oh wow, he. So, Shauna. Well, this is really fucking. VP over at Skybound was on the podcast two months ago, episode ninety three. Go listen to it. We had a great chat with him. And if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, on Friday, uh, there is a Comics Vault Live happening. Oh, dude! <laughs> don't open it! Wait, wait, you don't, it. don't, don't! Not, come I'm on, not, Ryan! I'm not you spoiling it. Opened it! I'm not spoiling it! Alright, oh I'm God. opening it, but I'm not. I'm gonna have my own oh. reaction, and then... 
Holy shit. Oh, all right. You guys got the top? No, I'm not even close. Uh, TJ, how are you not even close? Yo, Sean Kirkham fucking used a whole roll of tape on this bitch. Oh, my God. Oh, fucking my God. Awesome. All right. Sorry for the audio listeners. We're, we're working our way through the box right now. Oh, shit. Wow, what a perfect thing to put on All top right, there. Right on top, we have the big clutch, yesterday's pin. Love it. These should be uh, should be up on uh, Comics Vault Live this Friday, but if you're hearing this, it might already be over. If not, make sure to check it out, and I'm sure they'll be back. And yes, we got some Invincible Red Foils. Yo, Sean, Holy thank you shit. so much. This Red foil? But not only that, but the blue and yellow? Blue foil? These were just revealed. He just showed these off, like, yesterday. Amazing. Oh, my God. Sean, thank you so much, man. Sweet. This is amazing. Oh, wow. Is this not, like, the best march of your lives, guys? Like, we've been this doing this been for so long. Unreal. And it's, it's been it's been the, the build up and yeah. All right, there we go. What? You got it. I think I'm I'm Holy done with shit. all the the crazy audio now. Yeah, sorry but audio I, listeners, but we got we're all honestly, done. Honestly, honestly, it's it's too fucking much. I can't handle all the cool shit <laughs> that has happened, and now this is fucking amazing. Like Sean Kirkham, thank you so much. Yes. This is amazing. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, and and everyone at Skybound. Wow. Check out Comics wow, Vault wow, Live. Wow. That's amazing, man. Um, all right. We got we got a couple of news items. I want to go right into We might as well talk about it. They're, they're also releasing new merch every Friday. So if you're hearing this on the day it goes out again or on a new uh, Friday with a new episode, they're doing new merch every single Friday. We got a tease of what the, this Friday's is going to be, and it's three different T-shirts. Um, one blood splatter logo. TJ, are you putting the pin on right now? I am putting the pin on. <laughs> we got a blood <laughs> splatter logo, uh, a quote from Omni Man, and a black burger mark shirt. I am absolutely All getting very cool. I'm absolutely getting the burger mark shirt. Yeah, yeah it's the pretty, burger, it's pretty burger mark shirt is is sick. I really like the blue blood uh, blood splatter. Too. I like I like the color on the blue blood blood splatter yeah. one. But like I said, man, it, I I'm concerned it's gonna look like blood splatter. <laughs> like <laughs> like it actually looks like messy. actual blood splatter. Yeah. So so something cool just happened. Um, we uh, yesterday yesterday two days ago was my birthday, mm-hmm. and my parents came over tonight so we could have dinner and um, do dessert and stuff like that. And I'm like, guys, eight o'clock. Invincible just launched. I'm like, can you please just sit down and watch this with me? So my mom, my dad, uh, my son, my 10 year old son and my wife, Liz, we all sat down and watched the first episode. They loved it. They laughed at all the right parts. Um, Then we I was like, you guys want to watch the second episode? And these are my parents. Right. And I'm not young. So you can guess like, you know, they're they're not used to staying up super, super late. And we we dove right into the second episode and that episode. And they're like. No, do we just break up or are we good? We're good. Right? We're still recording. We still recording. Okay. Yeah, might have been a little glitch there. Yeah. Um, so like, no, we'll we'll watch it tomorrow. Like, my dad was asking questions, like, oh my gosh, who's this and what's that about? And I'm like, you got to see. And he's like, I knew this was going to happen because of the way that he acted. I'm like, that's great, uh-huh. dad. That's great. Go with it. Run with it. So, so they're like, we'll watch it tomorrow because it's super late. It's it's almost eleven o'clock right now. My dad just texted me, and he said, getting ready to watch episode three right now. No way. 
Yeah. They went home and, and decided to they keep watching. They went home and probably like are sitting on it and like, okay, let's just watch the third episode. Dude, that's great. Which after watching it for the millionth time, I think I might like the third episode the most. Can I say, I mean, yes, we were super, super lucky to have gotten a chance to get the early screeners, but I'm so like the quality of the finished, like streaming it looks really sharp. Like it looks really good. I'm really happy. It with did. That. Yeah. On my, on my ultra HD TV, like I was like, oh damn, this looks, mm-hmm. this looks tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like Ryan said, we did watch this a month in advance. We did record, uh, you know, our vi- our episode reviews that you're about to see in advance, but separately. So oh, yeah. episode one, we wa- we reviewed one day, and then the next week we did another one. The episode two, the next week we did episode three. That's why we're, we're all wearing different shit, and we might move yeah. around a little bit. Like it's yeah. it's all gonna be and our it's opinions like- change. No, yeah. I don't know about <laughs> They might. Changed. They might. Uh, from the beginning of watching episode one to, to three. Oh, my God. Koba just moved my whole camera. I'm sorry, guys. It's all good. He's such a jerk. Uh, moving off of uh, your, your parents liking the show. I know it's early. It's Thursday night. It's sitting at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. At 30, Which, you said 35 reviews? Well, so it's 34 critic reviews and one user review, and it's still at 100%. Hmm. I didn't know user views were opened up, so I guess so. Yeah, not a bad start. Not oh a my bad gosh, dude. Start. dude, that's not a bad start at all. That's I really just, exciting. Just, just do well enough. Like I want it to be like the biggest thing in the fucking world, but at the same time, like I just want a season two. Yeah, please get this yeah. to season two. I want more Invincible, please. Yep. Like Kirkman said on on the episode, if you if you haven't checked it out, we released a special episode last Monday. Um, our chat with Robert Kirkman all about the show. Keep running it. Run it on a loop. We want to see more of this. Uh, something else. Uh, we actually had to make a quick edit in that episode just because we didn't want something taken out of context. But during the quick fire, we actually asked Robert if they had plans for a season two. And he said yes. That's all he and, said. <laughs> and then I moved on to the next question. Uh, we cut that out because we didn't want that to be misconstrued as a confirmation as a season of a season two because there is not is going to be a season two yeah, yeah. It, it is not confirmed there's nothing out there that uh, as of yet that mm-hmm. confirms a season two but he meant that as yeah of course like they wrote like this with plans for a season two like they've thought about it like that's the way i think he meant it so right uh we didn't want that to be taken out of context but we also wanted to tell you guys that that that's what he's talking about so not only that guys but like Spread it. Spread the word. Like, don't just be like, my parents won't like it. My sister won't like it. My brother won't like it. Sit down and watch them. Invincible is the hardest thing to get past the intro or, you know, the first seven comics or whatever it is. And and the show is probably going to be the same way. Just just sit them down, have them laugh at the first joke, and then you're in. The first joke that happened, I, I won't spoil it. Never mind. Yeah, I'm curious. And um, I know we're bouncing around. I mean, they've around. seen it by now, Bill. Like, we're, okay, we, so it's so weird re- to think that we... Can talk about it now. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Feels so weird. when people Red are Rush... making jokes on Twitter and shit, like yeah, it's so, like I literally so like if you're if like, you're hearing this, at... if you're listening to this, we are spoiling the show. We have seen the first three episodes. We're assuming you have seen the first three episodes. Go ahead, yeah. Bill. When Red Rush was saving all the people, and then he and then they started throwing up. Yeah. My they were di- like dying laughing, and really? I was like, okay, got them. They're in. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yep. It was great. It's it was so, so fun. It was so guys. It was so cool watching it. With someone who's had no experience with Invincible before, it was it was yep. an incredible moment. I, I'm so happy to have like sat there and just watched them. Yeah, like that. Uh, it was great. 
and especially great. people who haven't read the comic either. So that's huge. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, did they did they take the end of episode one as expected? Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone, my mom was like, my dad, <laughs> and my dad was like, "What's happening?" Awesome. And, I and love it's it. funny because like Riker, my ten year old, he he watched it with us, and I was like, before they all before they all died. At the end, I was like, Riker, who's your favorite garden? And he was like, oh, I like the green ghost, the phasing one. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's pretty cool. And oh, then no. Right Why'd you do that? <laughs> Why'd you do that to him? Poor kid. Oh. But it was just cool because, like, we were talking and I was like, Riker, what were your favorite parts? And and he was like, I really like, um, like, the it's super funny. It's super gory. He's like, I love, like, Rexplode is super funny. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, who's Rexplode? And he's like. He's like, Papa, he's the one who charges the stuff and throws the bombs at him. And I'm like, my son is talking about, about Rex Blode right now. Like, good, good it's man. happening. Good man. It's happening. Oh, God. Um, dude, there's billboards. There's billboards of Invincible. Billboards. I want to I say this. On, when, when Invincible animated series first got announced, we, did, we immediately obviously did an episode just based on, on that and our expectations. And I kept talking about... We promotion. both listened to that today, and right? I, yeah, yeah. I just listened to re-listened to it today, and I literally was like, it, "Promotion is everything. They need to promote it." And you guys were like, "Yeah, like maybe they'll do this." And I was like, "No, I want it on fucking billboards. <laughs> I want it on." And we got that. Like we yep. got billboards. Like yep. they they mm-hmm. did. A, I think they did a nice job. I'm pretty which, of sure. Course, I want always want more, but I think they did a nice job promoting it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I also said um, that there's no way they're just going to end the first episode with, um, "I want to try that. I'm invincible." <laughs> yeah no <laughs> i don't yeah. know why i thought that but that, yeah. that was very wrong um other uh speaking of promotions if you're uh, lucky enough to live near a major comic book shop some comic book shops in the country or maybe world i don't know at least in the country are getting some really cool promos so you can go there you can get a poster you can get um uh, a pack of like tote bag pins a tote bag they have this really it's super random but it's kind of cool it's a sewing kit and it's from uh art rosenbaum's tailor shop and there's a phone number on it and if you call the phone number you can enter sweepstakes to get a bunch of like signed comics or something like that i think we got a new issue one see again these things would have been a big deal oh a year ago new issue one a new ryan otley art and then in the back we have the introduction to the guardian so this came out what a week and two maybe two weeks ago um and uh this would have been everyone's first look at the guardians of the globe which Mm -hmm. is like you said bill a really great thing to do because it introduces people to these characters you know right off the bat and, and then fucking kills him in the first episode. Dude, it was so like like <laughs> when when it did like the call when they were all getting called and she walked out and the woman and war woman walked out. Um, she was talking and then Riker's like, oh, that's war woman, isn't it? Like he was like getting super invested in the Guardians. And I, <laughs> I was like going like, oh, that's great. I love it. I mean, yeah. that's what it's supposed to do. I was hoping they would do that. Yeah. Um, so. A couple other things that I have on our news list, the they released a few like TV spot kind of trailers, which we talked about. Oh, maybe they'll maybe this is what they'll do and not do another full trailer, which is what they did. So we didn't react too much to these because at the time we weren't allowed to say, but we had seen the first three episodes and uh, I, I was being honest. I didn't really watch those trailers that closely because I feel like I had seen enough and we didn't want to see a lot more. Right. Um, and so, uh, um, yeah, they look great. I mean, I remember one was all themed around like space. They had 
you know, featuring the voice of Worf, uh, more sci-fi themed, and it teased Alan. Uh, another one was, uh, like, themed around horror, and it had, like, something to do with maybe the Reanimator. There was, I think that was the one with a green guy in it. We don't know who that was. Yeah, like a skeleton, like something. Like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then there was another one that was all based on like gore, and that one showed a ton of blood. It had you know Battle Beast, and was teasing it and like joking at it about it being like this family friendly show. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, cool. Like you, I mean TJ, like they're they're promoting this thing. I mean Amazon Prime yeah. is pushing it. I'm seeing tonight people talking about um, uh, it, it it being on like the header for you know the you know either Amazon's you know, streaming service or Roku or whatever. So it's happening. It uh, is happening. And it's been, I've been, we've been waiting for, for to like talk about this with people too. Like I'm literally just like scrolling Twitter. I know, man. I'm and, trying like, to, I'm at, trying to just ignore right now. Not Will Smith. Nine, five, seven just said, uh, uh, currently peeing my, currently peeing my pants right now. Or so he said something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like just like making jokes like, about the know, animated. People I'm, know I'm the so jokes. ready for this. People know mm-hmm. the jokes. I'm so ready for this. Oh, man. It's so, uh, yeah, so ready. All right, so we're going to go now to our uh, our thoughts and uh, reactions to these episodes. I also want to say right here at the top of this episode, this episode uh, I'm hoping to go live, you know, today, Friday, hopefully, the 26th. Uh, after this, though, they're probably going to go live on Saturday, if not Sunday, um, because odds are if they're going to keep releasing them on Thursday nights, the three of us will watch Thursday nights. Um probably record friday sometime i'd like to get everybody to send in their thoughts your reactions i want to hear what you think of the uh, of the newest episode so we'll record on friday nights i'll edit friday night and then we'll post it on saturday so uh, i think that works best for everybody we're not cramming to hurry up and watch the episode one time and try to remember you know about it as we talk about it so you know just so everybody knows going forward that's going to be the schedule um other than that Keep in mind, we do um, we are we're pretty loose on uh, spoilers for the show. I mean, obviously the show, but for the comic, we are not going to spoil anything past like issue twenty twenty five. If you're currently reading Invincible, and even that, we don't even go. We really don't. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we already recorded our episode one, two, three reactions. I don't think we really say much about the comic at all. So you should be good. Um, yeah, that does it. So here it is. Three, uh, like roughly three hours of us talking about the first three episodes of Invincible. There are time codes. Uh, enjoy. You don't have to watch it all in one sitting. That's what I'm saying. You got the it's, time codes. Bounce around if you need to. It's all it's good. It's best enjoyed sitting down and watching <laughs> the entire thing. All right. Enjoy. I'm scared, Dad. What if I can't do this? Follow me. Slow down. Land. I said land. Stop. Get up. I'm actually getting used to this a little. That's not good. Hey, everybody. We are here with the first episode, Thoughts and Reactions. This is episode one, It's About Time, the first episode of the Invincible Animated Series. Uh, We watched this a couple, uh, I can't even say a couple days ago. This was a couple weeks ago. And so we're sitting here after we've gotten a chance to watch it. How many many times would you guys say say you guys have seen this? The first Mm -hmm. episode? Yeah. Uh, I think I've watched it probably maybe six, five or six times. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, I was, say I was going to say half a dozen. So, yeah, I'd say five times. I've actually five times. I've actually watched it the first episode three times in a row without watching the other two, just because I really wanted to get in the headspace of the first episode again so we can record this, give our thoughts on the first episode. Um, so 
I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, clocking in at 47 minutes and 15 seconds. I'm curious to see if they're going to uh, play with that wiggle room more of it being the hour, but really 40 some minute kind of thing. Uh, did it feel long to you guys? Uh, I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, oh, okay. Um, I think we're used to animated being 30 minutes. And in that case, 30, 30 minutes is actually 22 minutes or 21 yeah. minutes with, with cartoons, 25 minutes. So this felt, it, it felt kind of not exhausting in a bad way when we talked about this, when we, when we first watched it together, but it's just weird watching an hour long thing that you can just like, you don't have to be like, okay, when's it going to end? When's it going to end? You can like actually relax a little bit and enjoy it. And that's, mm. Yeah, you have to adjust. You have to adjust the way that you watch an animated hour-long thing like this. I think uh, adding to that, too, like we talked about this in our uh, interview with uh, Kirkman, which is also up now. Um, it, this is kind of the first of its kind. We haven't really seen an animated series that's an hour long. I can't think of a single animated series that's an hour long. Maybe there's some out there. I'm sure there's maybe some animes that are out there, but none that i've watched yeah so this is it's different but uh so yeah it did kind of feel long but at the same time like i'm going back to when we first watched it the three of us watched it together and it was like i don't know if euphoria is the right word but <laughs> I, we were just like so high like ever like the like the little things that didn't matter we were like sensory yes, overload. this is amazing it was yeah, sensory it was overload like, it definitely right. was and uh i mean the hour the hour thing it's it's weird because it does feel long, but obviously not in a bad way. We, we love that. But it's weird because like you're getting at a point, you feel that point in which a normal cartoon or animated thing would have ended. And then it just keeps going. Um, mm -hmm. It's great. I think that they're able to tell a lot of story. And, and as we get into with this episode, I think that it was necessary to tell this first episode in the way that they did. So uh, initial <laughs> thoughts, though. TJ, uh, just just I mean, kind like, of like as, I surfa said, as was, surface level as you can. What was your like initial said, thoughts? It was my initial thought was that like I literally I was trying to take notes, but it was difficult the first time we watched it, too, because I wanted to like pay attention and really dig it all like take it all in. And one note that I did put down was not a lot of, you know, adult thing. Like I put so many positives, but the one negative I had was. Not a lot of adult stuff, like not a lot of swearing, not a lot of blood. And I was nervous that it was going to kind of capture people um, until the fucking end, mm -hmm. obviously. Like the end. It, and that was perfect, too, because that's what the comic did. It makes you think that it's it's just kind of like a mediocre thing. Like, don't think much of it. And then it just gets fucking crazy. Yeah. Bill? Uh, uh, there, my answer is two parts. So because there's a duality to it, right? There's there's I'm a fan of Invincible. But then I also like to to like be like if my mom were to be watching, and I don't know why I always judge if something's good as if my mom would like it because <laughs> it's just a completely different generation. But if she would like it, obviously yeah. that's that's great. So top top layer, me as a fucking fan of Invincible, I don't. Th obviously, there's some things that I have to gripe about, but I don't think that they could have done a better job yeah. um, than exactly what we wanted. That being said, as someone being introduced to the show. I think that it is a bit of a um, issue until you get to the very end. And if you guys had listened to the Robert Kirkman, oh no, that was that was something that we had talked about before. Like, you know, he really talked about how, to TJ's point, it's like people would be watching him, like, "What is this? I, I hear everyone talking about blood. Oh my god, yeah. what's happening?" Like, 
it's supposed to fucking hit like that. Um, but I just hope that people that aren't used to an hour long animated thing have to wait 45 minutes to get to the thing that makes it great. And that's, that's so nitpicky because we waited fucking a year to get to it. You know, another thing too, though, to to add to that, and I'm Ryan, we want to get your perspective too, but, um, (laughs) if you have one after all this, (laughs) but (laughs) saying that we like, we just want these like people who haven't read invincible. We just want to get them to the end of the episode. We just want to get them to the end of the episode. We originally thought we just want to get them to the third episode or or whatever or the set or the sixth episode. Yeah. Like they only have to get through one episode to mm-hmm. understand why this is good. And so if that's I'm not enough, then yeah. yeah. So it's tough because we're really close to this. We're really close to Invincible. Obviously, doing this podcast and being fans for years and years before doing the podcast, and so it's a very it's an easy thing to 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 watch and be like. You know, oh, that's not how it happened in the comics, or that's you know they the costume's different, or the color is different, or that's not how I would have done the animation, or that person's voice isn't how it sounded in my head. I feel like we talked about this uh, for a while leading up to this, and there was always that concern, you know, that are we too close to it? And all I can remember, man, is watching that first episode, and multiple times I would look I, because we actually got to watch it together in the same room, which was amazing. Uh, multiple times I looked over at you guys, and I'm like. Is this really happening? Like, is this actually this good right now? Like, and it, it, was, mm-hmm. it was the times that we would take to like discuss, like quickly, like this, this is happening, right? This is good. Like, yeah, holy like, shit! Like something. I remember there was a moment where I it was happening on screen. I think I remember what it was, and I looked at you guys, and I'm like, this is good, right? Like, I'm not fucking crazy. I like, believe I'm, the. I believe when you did that was like right after the discussion with. It wasn't even like a big moment. It was just his discussion with his parents, which at the time. That was not released yet. That got in, that released. That clip got released on a, an Invincible Friday, like two weeks then after. And I we must had have done it multiple it. times because I was thinking of two other scenes that I thought I might have said that. Yeah, I think you did do it multiple mm-hmm. times. We all we were all kind of like. So ultimately, so at the end of the day, like initial impressions were very surreal. Like to use, like you said, TJ, it was a lot at once. It was very overwhelming. It was sensory overload, um, and like you said, Bill, I couldn't imagine a, a better episode one than what they managed to give us in the first episode thrilled mm-hmm. with it so happy with it um and i'm excited to break it down now break it down excellent all right all right here we go episode one of invincible opens on the sun and the american flag we're at the white house and there are two security guards out front one of them is steve <laughs> they actually <laughs> did it they so actually within, fucking did it within <laughs> 30 seconds. One of the predictions was wrong. <laughs> they wasted no that, time. I think at that point, we we're just like, oh, OK, well, fuck it all. We'll, we'll fuck just sit it down all. and enjoy it now. Yeah, and now we're, we know we're wrong. We're wrong so about it was, everything. It was, it was released that uh, John Hamm was playing the voice of Steve, and we were all convinced that Steve was not a real character, and he was probably going to be Thrag, that we all were in agreement on that, and we were dead wrong. Yep. And so it opens up with Steve and uh, He's talking you know, to, John Hamm. Yeah, John Hamm, and I, I don't know the other actor's name, but he's talking to the other security guard and um you know they've got superhuman training coming up where they have to you know learn to fight back against supervillains and whatnot um but they uh steve goes into this really great monologue about um his stepson matt and how he's gone through some really tough times and how he's so proud of him because he's graduating soon and um he's gonna take him to london because he loves the beatles and everything like that and he's never had a son of his own and this really poignant moment moment and um and 
you know, it's it's kind of uh, cut short um, in a lighthearted way, but then pretty dramatically with the Maulers attacking. I um, thought for sure that in the middle of his speech, like he was going to get like hit by a tank or something like he was going to die. Yeah, because it was so heartfelt and it was like, oh, shit, something's going to happen to him. Mm hmm. Uh, so, Maulers, the first villains we see in the Invincible Animated Series, uh, they break out of the ground and um, they immediately start insulting each other, calling the, each other the clone, um, and uh, they say that they need to kill the president publicly. Uh, Steve actually um, shoots the one in the eye, which is, I think, a neat point to bring up that from that point on, you can tell the difference between the two of them because there's always going to be some kind of distinguishing mm -hmm. uh, feature. Um, and then, uh, um, before that Mauler can kill Steve, the guardians of the globe show up. So, uh, we get a long fight scene where we actually get to see them in action. Something we really never got to see in the comic book. Uh, even, uh, Aquarius, uh, getting to actually do something. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're fighting back, you know, uh, Red Rush is saving people. We got puke scene. Um, but I think the, the, the kind of the standout scene, uh, was Darkwing. Darkwing. Good. hundred percent. Everything about Darkwing was sick. Mm -hmm. And I'll start from the beginning when he sh shoots and, and catches that person. And then his board like goes back to him, like yeah. little things like that. Um, obviously when he was under the tank and rescued the one girl, like what he, he does at the end of the issue or at the end of the episode, mm -hmm. like he is really cool the way he uses his gadgets, you know? Yeah. But that moment where he's, they're being crushed and he makes her grab onto the, the, the zip line or the, um, the grapple, that grapple. Yeah. And it pulls her out and yeah. right before he's crushed, Omni-Man saves him. So we've got Omni-Man, of course, you know, big explosions behind him. It's very dramatic. Um, so they fight back, they save, uh, they get everybody out of there, and then they go to town on the Mahler twins in a really, really cool way, all using their mm -hmm. own abilities, showing that they are a, a, team. a legitimate team. Like, um, I, th I think that that was a great introduction for viewers uh, watching this show for the first time, that this is, this is your Avengers, basically, or your uh, Justice League, which is funny mm -hmm. because when I'm watching it, I'm just thinking about the guardians of the globe i'm not able to step aside as though i've never seen invincible and be like these are kind of justice league you know mm -hmm. references that's the duality piece like we're not because we think the guardians but everybody else would be like wait that's a red fast guy that's like yeah, the flash gonna, you know sure. what i mean yeah but i think that that's kind of part of it too it's it's meant that's, to be yeah, yeah it's it's supposed to be obviously yeah and so obviously that's, yeah you know that that's what you know, we're going to be providing the point of view from the Invincible fan on this show. So, you know, that's one thing that I'm really mm -hmm. curious to see a week from now or over the over the course of the next week as people who never who've never read Invincible start watching this and um, they start giving their thoughts back. I'm, I'm excited to see what they think. Um, so, yeah, uh, it ends with a large explosion and that explosion ends up becoming the explosion on the back of Mark's comic book. Mark is sitting on the toilet reading Seance dog. Seance dog. So no science dog. That's right. So people were talking about this because we didn't know that scene was going to be released. But yes, it is seance dog. Um, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, we didn't get a chance to ask Robert Kirkman about it because when we recorded with him, we didn't know that that would be public. But I'm hoping that if he doesn't get a chance to talk about it publicly um, before episode 100, we'll ask him on episode 100 what that decision was all about. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, Robert Kirkman's coming on issue one or episode 100. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned that before. It's good. It, they will have known by now. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, here. <laughs> it was the uh, it was at the end. It was at the end of the Robert Kirkman interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the uh, uh, um, unless I ended up not keeping that in there, in which case, surprise. Um, <laughs> so, Seance Dog again. We'll talk to him later on about the uh, the the reason behind it and everything. But ultimately, I think it's a fun play on words, and it's not that big of a deal. I don't think. I mean, obviously, we got something coming up. Um, potentially in season two, that might be a, a thing. But other than that, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. So that opening scene was awesome. It was really cool getting to see that because it was something we've never seen in the comics before. But this moment when Mark is sitting there and Debbie knocks on the door and Mark says he's reading the comic book and she barges in is is the moment where it just like it, it got me, man. It got me yeah. because that that switch that little play on what we expect uh, from the comic and it being done in such a fun way. That was great. I loved that. Yeah, I, I think that was I, I laughed hysterically and I was expecting it, too. But to your point, Ryan, it like it was changed just enough uh-huh. and expanded on to make it fresh mm-hmm. for us, too. Yeah, you know? I feel like that and, like little things like that is going to make it's going to make an invincible fan watching the show with a non invincible reader, it's going to make the invincible fan look like a, like, like an insane person. Cause like <laughs> this person's going to crack up at that moment. But the person who never read it is just going to be like, yeah, I guess it was kind of funny, but like it was, I feel like that was more for the readers because of the change is mm-hmm. what made it so mm-hmm. fun. I think it was at that point too, when I was actually able to kind of relax and start to enjoy what I was watching because I was so like the guardians thing was happening. I'm like, all right, where where are they going? Like, I'm still kind of skeptical. Yeah, like, you hadn't found you know your, I mean? your your groove yet. Like, this yeah, is all I wasn't, still new. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't allowing it to like really penetrate me. You know, <laughs> like like to to let I I I didn't let my guard down. Yeah. You know, and at yeah. that scene, I was like, all right, you this is breathe. fucking great. Like, yeah. yeah, hearing Mark talk, hearing Debbie talk, oh my and, God. and that interaction. So Mark, it just. Mark goes downstairs, turns on the news, very much like issue one, the opening of issue one. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, you know, Omni-Man at the White House with the Guardians of the Globe. Debbie mentions, oh, is it the Lizard League? Doc Seismic? That was cool hearing those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right um, off the bat. Because especially, I mean, we know Doc Seismic was cast, but Lizard League, that's cool. Um, yeah. Not only that, but it's 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 setting the tone and, and and letting people who haven't read the comic know that this is an established universe, yeah. an established universe with that. It already has known supervillains and kind of bringing them up. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Omni-Man shows up at home. I love the affection that Debbie and Nolan show towards each other. And I love what it does to Mark. He has this little freak out. Now this whole scene, the, the next couple scenes are things that were released online um, for the IGN fan fest thing. Um, so you've, you, you've all seen this, I'm sure a couple times, but I love, market engrossed out i love the fact that they're flying to germany to get sausages um nolan's mentioned that mark is a late bloomer was really great because that's something that we've always talked about in the comics that was never really made clear in the comic um you know him standing outside trying to fly uh then we've got the high school william he's great 
We we've talked about this already. He's openly gay from the start this time. Um, mm-hmm. Which is uh, smart. Yep, it's the best way to do it. I like his little joke with uh, um, about Omni Man and the, the mustache. <laughs> uh, he wants to hang it's out. Pro- it's it's probably an arc that they like. They probably went through and talked about things that they that they could cut out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like what little arcs can they B stories can they cut out? And William dating Eve and, and eventually coming out was probably just one of those things that they were like, yeah, we could just make him gay from the start. Like, yeah. What does that really add to the story? You know what I mean? We should, we should really dig into this instead yep. of William coming out of the closet. So I am okay with it. I wasn't okay with it at first, but because you like that, as, that arc in the comics, I love that arc. Yeah. yeah. But I also, I, I feel like him being established in the show and what they did with his character and the show and Mark being friends with him from the start. And, and I, I just like the relationship. Yeah. I think that it was well done. I'll say this too, like kind of going off of what you're saying. I do like that in the comic too. But one thing that I've always said about walking dead is <laughs> change it. Definitely change it. Just make it good. And this is good. Mm-hmm. Like it, they're both good yeah. and we can appreciate both. Yeah. Um, we see uh, Todd messing with Amber, which Amber sounds incredible. I, I, I love what Zazie Beats did. Uh, Zazie Beats, yeah. Uh, Amber shutting down Todd. Mark wanted to step in and help, and William saying, "You're not Omni Man." And uh, Mark saying, "Like you know, basically, we'll, like, see. we'll see about that." There's only one way to find out. Mark steps in, the music building, and then he immediately just gets punched, and just it cuts off. And it, I thought that was mm-hmm. really well done. Amber fights back, kicks him in the balls, and thanks Mark. Um, I will say that I, I already like. Amber probably more than I did in the comic. A hundred percent. She is a better character in the She's more well-rounded. She has more personality. She's not just a popular blonde girl. Yeah. And of course we have some from other episodes influencing our thoughts on her, but yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, she, she was, she was good in the comic. Like if you really read back, like anytime that she argued with Mark was super valid and, and really great. She had a great voice, but she, this is one of the times where like somehow they just wrote her better. Yeah. You know, she's, she's just written as a better character. I think people are going to really like her more like in the new readers. Do, doesn't Brittany hate Amber? I think so. I yeah. think so. I don't think that would be the case here. I think she'd be like, Oh, I fucking, I'm team Amber. You yeah, know what I, I mean? So. It's going to be a better love triangle. Yes. That I it. agree with. And I'm excited yeah. to get to where that's going to go. Yeah. Um, again, knowing what we know about episode one, two, and three, uh, Burger Mart, great looking location shot, taking out the trash. This scene, the, I, I mentioned it on Twitter. I feel like we've talked about it before. I don't know if it was on air or not, but man, we, we all, we all know and, and, and understand that feeling of kicking open the door, dragging those trash bags, them tearing open, flipping up that lid and just heaving the garbage bag into it. It was all the animation was done so well on that and the comedic timing of the second bag just disappearing um, mm-hmm. was done so well. I absolutely love that. This is one that. thing that like, this is one of the, those scenes that I'm glad that they didn't change. Like, and, the, and then they just made it all that more better with like the, mm-hmm. like you said, Ryan, with the yeah, pushing the dumpster open and everything. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I mean, of course, it's about time. Which is great. I mean, the fact that that's the title of the first episode, that it feels kind of like there's a double meaning there for Invincible fans, like, that, it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. He goes home. Uh, they're sitting around at dinner. Uh, Nolan zooms in, and he apologizes because there is a dragon attacking Hong Kong. A dragon. And it's like, what? What? 
Come on. That's so cool. Um, Why is that cool, Ryan? Because that's uh, that's uh, Mr. Lee. Mr. Lou? Mr. Yeah, it I think on you're... how you pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, yeah, um, I mean, episode or issue one of the podcast. <laughs> this is getting confusing. Uh, issue one of the comic book. When Mark is watching TV and talking about Omni-Man on TV, he's fighting the dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I think in, he's in Taiwan in that. But regardless, uh, that's pretty cool, man. Those it kind of things later. It, it, that's why it makes it so good, because it comes back later in the comic. And it's setting it, it up back just like Lizard so, League, man. Yeah. All right. So then we've got um, uh, Mark saying, guess who's getting their powers? And then there's this awkward silence with Nolan being like and Debbie, like looking at Nolan and Nolan looks really stern. And mm-hmm. um, Nolan's like, are you sure? And he's like, pretty sure. Through a trash bag into space. It was awesome. Yeah, that was great. Steven, yeah, his timing. He. Oh. There, I mean, there's a there's a big difference here. I mean, obviously, in yeah. the comic, they don't make a big deal about it. They're like, eh, pass the potatoes, whatever. Yeah. It's not a big deal. But I understand why they made that change because they have to totally kind of push this uh, this narrative of 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 Nolan being yeah. You know, why this is what he is. Nolan's and, been waiting what 18 years or whatever, 16 years or whatever for for this moment to find out. And this, which is mm-hmm. the whole point of the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I just say that? There, I mean, there's a part in this episode where he says maybe it would have been better if he never even got his powers. Um, oh. I I I think that his reaction here was like, uh oh, it's time to start yeah. the plan. Yeah. And I, I almost feel like he didn't yes. almost want to. Like yes. he's feeling a little bit of remorse about it. Like he's like, oh, shit, that's right. Like, that, and I, I think when he says do. that later, I think that's it's the wake up call. It's like the oh, mm-hmm. shit, back to reality. And that. That says so much about his character that when we when we did the reread for uh, volume one of Invincible and we see those moments of Nolan just kind of like like he pauses a couple times or he's sitting in bed and he's he has a look on his face or he, he mm-hmm. hesitates. This is what we're getting. It's way more fleshed out and it's done so well. Um, so they say great news. Training starts tomorrow. Mark's in bed and we get the flashback. Uh, Nolan is talking to a young Mark. Mark's wearing a shirt that says Canada, which I thought was funny. Yeah, um, I mean, do you. OK, so I had a question on that. <laughs> he's, he's wearing a shirt that says Canada. He's also wearing shorts that match it. And it looks like he's coming from like an arena soccer game. It mm-hmm. looks like legit. Do you think? No, maybe there's a deleted scene in there. No, I just think it's just. I don't think for whatever so. Reason. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, but why Canada? Do you think there's any kind of significance at all? Dude, it could have been one of the animators that decided to just make him have it on. Like that doesn't necessarily have to be in the script. Like he has to have a Canada shirt on. You yeah. know what I mean? It, and nothing. Knows? And I've looked at it, and there's really nothing uh, building wise that gives away a location. You know, because mm-hmm. the comics always kind of lean towards Baltimore. But there's a few times in this show where there's major cities and there's buildings from across multiple cities. And you can just assume yeah. that he's flying through different <laughs> ones or that it's just a made up universe. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so he's in bed. We got the flashback. 
young uh, young Nolan, and Nolan tells him about Viltrum. He tells him about how they're similar to humans, but with powers, and that they would, um, after they get their powers, they would move on to help lesser developed worlds, and that he chose Earth to be this uh, as their sole protector, uh, and that you, Mark, are a half Viltrumite, and you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna start going through puberty, and things are gonna change, and you're gonna start getting powers, and Mark, little Mark stands up and says, I'm gonna be able to fly. Uh, I think that was Stephen Yun doing a young voice. The more mm-hmm. I watch it, the more it I'm like... It sounded like Little Kato, yeah. Oh, good point. Good point, yeah. That's kind of... Mm-hmm. Um, and it cuts to Mark standing on the roof, and he's got the hesitation about whether or not he should jump off because he doesn't know if he's got flight yet, but if he doesn't, you know, the whole thing, it's perfect. It's right from the comics, man. It's... Guys. Guys. Yeah. I fucking love this. <laughs> I, I love... I love so much that... That he could fly but he did not know how to fly Mm -hmm. and it is so like it's so awesome seeing this and then there's a character in the future comics that i don't know if we want to spoil it right now um Mm -hmm. but his flying ability is kind of the same as this character's flying ability and they just didn't know how to so i mean in the comic book he could just fly and he was great at it you know what i mean like he could there were no problems at all. And this was completely different. And I thought another perfect fucking change because yeah. it's just it's like if 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 I never knew how to fly, I, I, I wouldn't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And the music yeah. in this moment, the music's really swelling and the plane and he goes up too high and he loses like he gets disoriented and he starts to get, you know, in, in out into space almost wakes up as he's falling, crashes and it cuts to the alarm and he's like dead tired. The alarm saying, you know, train time or flight time with dad. <laughs> flight time, yeah. But so <clears throat> Nolan walks in. He says, put some pants on and they go to head out for training. They, they, they're they flying. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go so ahead. they're flying and he talks about how, Mark, you're a baby flyer and you got to focus on it like you're walking, like, like, like. Like you just like when you were a baby and you didn't know how to walk, you had to really think about it. That's what one you're thing doing that he now. Says, one thing that he says too, before you get to what you're building to, um, he says, as you're flying, it's like a muscle that you can um, strain. Yeah. You, yeah. So you, you know, fly for a bit and then use that use momentum that, yeah. to just glide, just yep. glide and then fly and then glide. And mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a cool concept. There's so many cool concepts in this. Um, and he talks about how you are, you're going to have trouble relaxing and not tensing up. You're, you, you, you don't want to be so tense. You need to relax and use that momentum. And he said, it's kind of like peeing your pants on purpose. <laughs> and Mark's like, what? <laughs> you know, peeing your pants on purpose. And he just keeps going with yeah. it. Yeah. He's like, you, you, you know, your whole you, life, you don't want to pee your pants. You train yourself not to pee your pants. And then, and then you pee and your suddenly pants. you need to, you want to do it on purpose. And <laughs> Mark's like, how do you know this? What are you talking yeah. about? It's such a funny scene. Um, yeah. And then they, they go to land. Uh, Mark crashes. We get the scene and he's like, I think I'm getting used to this. That's not good. Um, then the, then this moves into talking about fighting and flying and how you can create your own leverage. TJ, we were talking about this before about how Yeah, I love this. If 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 we need to be able to throw a punch and we're not on the ground, you you create your own leverage in the in the way. So talking about that, which is a really cool concept. And Nolan's like, you know, something like this. Mark's like, like what? 
and he punches him in the chest and the music stops and you hear Mark gasping for air. And he's like, mm. you hurt me. And Mark, uh, and then the Nolan says, you have to be prepared. No one is going to pull their punches. His Stephen Young's acting in this moment where he's like, you hurt, you hurt me. me. You hurt me. Like you could almost barely make out what he's saying. Mm-hmm. It was He's Perfect. like, get. Like you, it sounds like, like he got I the really wind knocked out of him. him. I really mm-hmm. felt for him in that moment. I wonder if someone, if he was like, all right, someone just, just punch so just me in the stomach as hard as you can and let me say my lines. Um, at this point, I have no doubt in at all in Stephen Young. I mean, up to this point, yeah, he was good. He was like, yeah, this was a mm-hmm. moment where I'm like, holy shit. Like, he's There's, he's so good at this. And it yeah. And it just keeps proving it more and more as this, these, these episodes go on. All right, now they're back home. Debbie says, did you push him too far? Nolan f- snaps at her saying, are you questioning me? And then he, he brings it back down a little bit. And he's concerned because maybe Mark got his powers so late. Maybe our lives would have been better if he didn't get powers at all. That's, 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 some, that's some new stuff, man. That's, that's something that yeah. has never really... Come, like we talked about, never really come up in the comics. And that's such a deep mm-hmm. thing that really adds a lot. And I think the most important part of that is the fact that Mark heard him say that. Yeah. And he want, went to his door and, and slammed his door. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot which, in that in that which goes in super quick scene, like the way Nolan snaps at her, uh, uh, you know, Mark hearing it, him saying that maybe you've been better off without getting powers, the way Nolan might be feeling like we talked about earlier, Bill, like maybe he he doesn't mm-hmm. want this. There's a part of him that doesn't want this. And that's really great. That's really great writing because anybody could write a character as good and stoic. And then all of a sudden, all the all the choices that they make up until this bad thing that they do is like good, sto- good and awesome. And everything's great and bright. And then all of a sudden they make a bad decision and you're like, well, that came out of nowhere. But hey, it's a twist. Yeah, this is this. This is like human. Like yeah. it's 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 human. Like he has doubt and he's being pulled in so many different directions and you can see it from beginning to end. It's so fucking well done. It's yep. so and J.K. Simmons. Guys, Jesus. we haven't even mentioned J.K. Simmons yet. I know, which is crazy. I mean, everyone. Everyone did really good. Sandra Oh did amazing. Zazie Beetz did amazing. Uh, Stephen Young, J.K. Simmons, like, they're all so good. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point where it just sounds right, and you don't really even, you're not, like, hearing. I mean, obviously, J.K. Simmons is tough, because it's like, okay, this is J.J., but no, it's 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 Nolan. All right, back at Reginald Val Johnson, Todd attacks again, <clears throat> picking on Mark, and Mark has this moment where he's telling him to hit him. He's like, hit me. And then he's like, hit me again. Again, and Todd calls him a freak and runs off because Mark's not even flinching. He's just taking it. Um, Then Mark's just like, I need something to punch. Uh, What was that all about? What was that all about? Is that him? Because the last time we saw him, he heard his dad say that. And now he's starting to feel. Sorry, I'm working this out as I'm saying it because I haven't put a lot of thought into this. That's why I made a point to say that he overheard Nolan say that because I think it goes into this where he's saying, uh, I need something to punch. And it goes into this next scene. Yes. What he says. Yeah. On the roof, dude. So in the city, he's flying around with his homemade costume. That's comic accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. It's exactly like, again, make changes. Guardians of the globe look awesome. Those changes that they made to them. Great. This is exact. Um, He's following the sound of gunfire. Uh, he still can't fly right. He still can't land. He's he's like crashing into buildings and, and damaging them. 
Um, and then we see Titan and the robbers from issue one, almost word for word in their bickering. Uh, Titan, you know, jumps over the gate with them and Mark flies into him, <coughs> tumbles, you know, because he can't land, says I meant to do that. Uh, Destroying buildings on his way, going through buildings, ripping up the street. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they joke about what his name is because Titan's like, who the hell are you? Uh, which, God, Mahershal Ali, come on. Um, he sounds really cool while he's in stone form, too. I really like the way that they made him sound. I hope if they I, I, I'm curious, I guess I should say, I guess I can't say I hope. But if we see him again, I, I'm curious to see whether or not he sounds different outside of the stone, which you think he oh, would, yeah. right? Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so, yeah, they joke about his name. Um, Mark beats him up pretty pretty hardcore obviously the rock falling away nolan arrives says he looks ridiculous and he says follow me and they go to a rooftop <sighs> these moments man these man. moments and it's, it's funny because i never would have thought that these moments that we're like like just dwelling on here not even in the comic if you would have said that these were some of our favorite moments i never would have questioned like what are you talking mm-hmm. about so uh and not in the comic so nolan's standing there uh saying, I think you I think you skipped a few steps and he talks about how he's caused more damage than he's stopping. Mark says, hit me. I wasn't ready before. Um, you know, I was scared. You never hit me like, like that. Uh, I can do this. He says, please, it's all I ever wanted. All I ever wanted was to be just like you. And no one says because he's trying to prove himself to Nolan after overhearing him say mm-hmm. that. To, yes. To Debbie. Yes. Yeah. And he says, uh, this is all this is all I've, I I don't have it directly from me, but this is all I've ever wanted for as long as I can remember, which yeah. is like he's been hoping to be Omni-Man since he was fucking two, since he knew like, you know, what his dad was. It's such a powerful moment. And at this point, I was like, Stephen Young has done Mark <laughs> as as funny. He has done him as getting his ass handed to him and being very vulnerable when his dad hit him. He's like, yes. oh, I don't know. And then he's done like like very angry and emotional like this is that's the mark that we're gonna get when he's punching through people and and breaking bones and this is just gonna be the podcast where we talk about how good the voices are because <laughs> they're all so good. I mean, we, I mean, for, for a while, our podcast was just like Ryan Otley art. Like that's all that it was. All we did was talk about how fucking good Ryan Otley is. And you're right, TJ, we're probably just going to be, this could be like the Steven Young podcast. Cause that's all we've done is talk about how great it's he true. Is. It's true. But, but come on these moments, uh, he says, it's all I ever wanted. And, uh, Nolan replies, you will be, uh, and he says, follow me. And we've got, uh, he said, let me make up, let me make up for this. And I think that that's something too, because I, I think Nolan probably knows that he overheard him say that, or at least understands why Mark is feeling the way he's yeah. feeling. Hmm. He knows that, that he knows that Mark thinks that he's letting Nolan down. So he says, let me make this up to you. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Um, we're at art shop. We see the original orange and yellow in comic accurate exact mm-hmm. um he goes to try it on i like that he calls it pretty loud because again that's coming back to what um uh shoot i forgot who it was told robert kirkman about the original design for the costume was that it was a little loud and they even say it in the comic book that it's mm-hmm. it sings but it's not the tune you're looking for uh so it was cool that we got that audio type comment um mark saying that he likes the goggles though he wants something more iconic um art says you got to decide on a name first and get back to me 
Uh, Another thing that I like about this, too, is um, like we were talking about with the dragon. Again, we won't spoil too much. We won't pull uh, too deep, deep from the comic. But this this costume kind of it didn't seem out of place, but it was kind of like a uh, it didn't have any relevance to anything. He was like, oh, I'm just you can't blame a guy for trying to sell a suit. Yeah. You know what I mean? To us as Invincible readers, we know what that suit is because it does come back in uh, later on in the comic. But to someone not reading it or haven't read it, they don't think anything of that. And it's just kind of like yeah, like a nonchalant type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mark Hamill? Good. Yeah, Mark I think, uh, yeah, he, he sounds like old man, yep. which is great. Back at home, uh, Debbie's looking for Mark and she keeps hearing these loud booms. Uh, she goes outside awesome. and Mark is practicing his landing, uh, because he's, he needs to get better at this. And she's like, no, come inside. Of holes in the yard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Sandra, uh, Sandra, oh, Debbie is like, uh, no, come inside. You, you've got school tomorrow. And Mark, it focuses on a Mark and Mark says, make me. And she's like, does that make you feel strong knowing that I can't stop you? What mm-hmm. was that? That was yeah. It was <coughs> it was a little jarring. Jarring is absolutely the right word because this is the first first like real step out step out of bounds for Mark's character in terms it, of where we're at in the comic book at this point. It goes it goes back to what I said because later on in the comic it's very clear that Mark he lets his emotions get the best of him sometimes, mm-hmm. and this is establishing that that. He is not perfect. He's got emotions in him that that he doesn't quite understand. And, and we understand him as him being a Viltrumite. But I thought, yeah, when we saw it, it was all kind of like we didn't uh, feel it, good. It almost, yeah, it almost makes you feel gross. <laughs> yeah, we didn't feel good. We were like, oh, ooh, that's and it's not it's supposed to. It's supposed yes. to feel like it's supposed to alienate alienate you because he's being so disrespectful out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Um, so it does the job, uh, and Debbie talks about how she doesn't have powers. You know, I can't fly in the sky with you. Um, you know, it used to be you and me on the ground. Um, but now I'm just your boring old mom. Um, and Mark tells her that I'm more like you. I'm not like dad. Uh, I'm nothing special, which I love that. I love that. He says that he's more like Debbie than he is Nolan. Um, and she, and he says that, how can I live up to him? which I think is a great line. Uh, and Debbie says to, to be the greatest you. And so great scene between them, giving more, you know, across the board. Uh, and now a scene that we've talked about a lot. This was the first uh, full scene released. They're in the sky. It's Nolan and Mark playing catch. Mark talking about his fear of doing this and um, what if I can't do this? The music being amazing. I know we've talked about that. <clears throat> Mark... Uh, no one's saying, hey, you, you caught it, even though you were nervous. That's what this is. It's going to be a long journey that we're going to be on. Um, you might not think you can do what needs to be done. Um, you know, kids your age think they're invincible, but you actually are. Uh, runs to our shop, says he's got the name, and then it's him. You know, cut to him in the costume, standing up on top of that crane, and you hear, like, this beat kick in, and that's where the trailer ends. Mm-hmm. But this isn't the trailer. This is the full episode. And that beat keeps going. <laughs> and he drops off the crane. And Cage the Elephant starts playing. And it's like, Fucking what? Cage the Elephant. Broken Boy by Cage the Elephant. And it, this was... The the flight choreography was so good. Dude. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And it matched he, the, the music perfectly. He, he does this little move 
where he literally does what Nolan talked about, creating your own momentum and your own leverage, where he's turning a corner and then he does a flip and then it like it's like he kicks off the air yeah. in another direction. Like he creating goes around, spins and kicks off the air. It was it looked so fucking cool. Like that's what I'm looking for is how are they going to make flying different and look cool? And, and it looked great. And flying I flying along I the building, dude. I can't wait for huge, huge action fighting in in air and stuff like yeah. that. It's going to no. be sick. This scene was just so much fun. It's just a big, stupid smile on my face. Um, mm-hmm. While he's flying, uh, a laser pierces the sky. He flies down. It's kill cannon yelling at some police officers. Mark flies down, knocks him out, lands, which is like, hey. Yeah. Um, and uh, then... He goes after him after he throws him first and then he goes after punches him. We got that awesome scene that you see a second of in the trailer of him punching him and throwing him around in one take, like tracking Mm -hmm. them and as the city flies by. So cool. Um, He throws him down and uh, uh, Kill Cannon is like, um, you know, who who are you or something? And and Mark says, you might as well give up. I'm title. And that's where we get the title. That was a pretty long cold open. That was a long cold open. That was that was a 47 45 minute long. Speaking of uh, I mean you think that's a long cold open. This is the longest after credit scene clocking in at like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um so we get written by Robert Kirkman maybe a producer, I'm not sure. And then boom, it's uh uh you hear Olga talking to Red Rush. They're having their picnic. They're talking about, you know, Aquarius. Maybe, you know, don't be so hard on him. Um, Red Rush disappears, stops Kursk. Kursk. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, Who? Kursk. 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 Uh, <laughs> dude, like, if you look at the Cory Walker variant for issue 100 with Mark facing all the villains, we've seen and at least know the casting for like almost all of them. There's, we've, we've got so many name drops and villains. It's, it's amazing. So anyways, um, he goes, stops him, comes back. Holga's really upset because he's disappearing. You know, she doesn't like when he does that. He talks about how it's, uh, it's torture listening to people carry on a conversation because his perception is so high and it makes her upset. He makes it right. That's great, by the way. Great. So that was good. Really cool. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm TJ. I'm sorry that like I got so excited about that. But like he's not just fast, like his perception is fast. So like when you're talking to somebody that's like talking really slowly, like that's what his life is like. And I just thought that's another really cool Robert Kirkman thing to do is like take this thing yep. and kind of expand it. Yep. Cool. Love it. And um, I actually really fucking like him. And of course this happens. Yes. Of course. So uh, he makes it up to her saying that he hangs on every word that she says and he gets called away for a guardian's emergency. We got the uh, immortal scene, biplane, lined his uh, suit with plutonium, when in doubt, throw him into space. Immortal gets called away. Aquarius being at the bottom of the ocean in his, you know, Atlantis type uh, city, bored, called away. Finally, some action. Um, Then we've got uh, War Woman. We see... uh, Holly and Connie uh, walk out. Um, Connie's happy for the business and um, says that, uh, you know, you don't do enough for the world. And she says, none of us, none of us do. Turns into war woman, flies away. I love that line. Just, just to say that, like, Mm -hmm. that was like a bitch please moment. Mm -hmm. It was like, don't you do enough for the world? Because like, and for her being such a big superhero to say none of us do was like, 
Perfect line. Yeah. Perfect. And I don't know who the voice of um, uh, of uh, Connie is, but she did a really good job. Somebody. Mm -hmm. It sounded familiar. You think so? No, I think I'm sorry. No, War Woman. I'm talking about War Woman's girlfriend. The yeah, oh, the girlfriend. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so then we got uh, Martian Man, little girl named Nikki, helping stretch him to his limit. Another thing where you're how, like, oh, I can't wait to see what this is going to be about. How smart, like, to not only show, like, this compassion of this alien species, the the fact that they can morph into any form, and that they have this heart that doesn't mm -hmm. move. Super important for the scene coming up. Like, that's brilliant. Um, then we got a photographer taking pictures of someone who looks a lot like they could be the green ghost, and it ends up being the photographer. You know, she gets called away. Mm -hmm. She eats the, green, the the jade stone. And then we've got Midnight City, which I love. They don't even show it from a distance. It's just purple, so you know. Uh, there's two burglar, burglars. Uh, Darkwing stops them. Uh, he does throw out the line, I know what's in this building. Um, and uh, he says to tell me about your boss. Could just be a throwaway line, but I thought that was interesting. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's me up until the minute that they die. Yeah. It's making you think that there's going to be more story here, so like because the Mar Mar the Martian man and he's with this the little, little girl. girl. You're, yeah. you're like, oh, I can't wait to see like they what kind of relationship they're going to go on. Yeah, like so awesome. Like yeah. it's it's such a like pull. I can't the wait. Out, I can't wait know? to see what people think. They have no idea what's coming. Yeah. Um. Uh. I do like like we talked about earlier his gadgets like, um, hanging people Dude, up the handcuffs the thing. Yeah. So cool. Calling the wing jet and then flying to the to the base. All the guardians of the globe are standing around and they say, Darkwing, why'd you summon us? And they're like, oh, my God, what's happening? And mm -hmm. this moment, Darkwing says I didn't. Yeah. This moment of uh, everybody kind of panicking and Red Rush, like looking to the side and you see his eyes and he knows before anyone else because his perception. perception so smart so he runs towards immortal and pushes him out of the way just in time before the fist would have gone through his head again the directing of it too yes. like you kind oh. of see you kind of see nolan like omni man coming in but you don't really see his face or anything you yeah. see the punch but you still don't see him and then he like he like does this cool like slide thing with his with his leg is out and then he does that like back look dude just perfect red rush mm-hmm <laughs> red rush's job during this entire thing going around and saving everyone at the last minute from nolan's punches was fucking Dude, and that, awesome and that's it's why so, so awesome. it's it's crazy because the first person nolan went for was remove the head of, of immortal potentially the strongest one of them potentially mm -hmm. but yeah. then as soon as he realized He's got to take out it's Red gotta Rush. Be, it's got to be Red, take Red, Rush. Red Rush. Yeah. So yeah. smart. So smart. Yeah. So good. So he, yeah. he, he catches his hand, uh, Red Rush's hand, after like some, you know, you know, some other attempts. Saving people, yeah. Yeah. Catches his hand and then grabs his head, grabs his head and just pops it. And, Which that's, was the, my first, and that's the moment with before, the music building. Before the popping, as as his head was crushing, Red Rush was punching him in the yes. chest. Over like his super hands punching breaking. him like yeah, yeah his hands yeah his hands like to just the point him where flat. Omni Man's um suit just was, like ripped apart his in, in his chest and he got bruised up too yeah. like bad yeah so the music builds to that moment he breaks you know crushes his skull 
and everyone gasps. You see everyone's reaction and then silence. Silence. So, so, so awesome. Like they don't do this enough in movies and it's so effective when it's edited appropriately because hearing when War- Darkwing's cape like, and then yeah, like dude. him catching the leg and slamming him and then his. Yeah, yeah. he's the, the best he's- part. The, the best thing was War Woman's hammer going in the air and it making the wow, wow, wow noise and then him catching it and wailing Aquarius in the face. It yeah. was fucking perfect. And then his body so sliding, awesome. Aquarius' body sliding up against Martian Man and, mm-hmm. and him looking up and then screaming. But uh, we see um, uh, uh, after he kills Darkwing, he kills, he puts his hand through Green Ghost's head and then uses Green Ghost as a shield against shield. Aquarius's water jets. I mm-hmm. love that. That's and just one of the my sound parts. it makes. Yeah. 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 Oh. It's so yeah. brutal. It's now, so to mention brutal. too, like one thing we didn't bring up is this entire scene. There's no background music, and that we, adds talked, so we already much. talked about Did that. Talk, oh, I'm yeah. that I was finally looking at my notes. Yeah, but that, <laughs> for like five minutes we talked and, about it, and how uh, the sound of Darkwing's <laughs> cape and the sound of the War Woman's hammer uh, or mace. Oh, I, I was I was here for all that, but yeah. I, I, I maybe I blacked. But that's out what made those so good was that that's all yeah. you hear. Yeah. Um but. Then it's then it's you know immortal looks at war woman and says it's you know it must be mind control he wouldn't do this and she says which she sounds amazing by the way I think it's Lauren Cohen um, she says well it's either him or us and immortal says I choose us and mm-hmm. Martian man wraps around Nolan rips that heart off um, he punches a hole through immortal's body grabs war woman's head spins around in one of the most gruesome of the deaths for some reason that one really hit me because she's fast and she coughs up the blood afterwards yeah um awesome and then you go it cuts back to immortal and he's saying why why would you do this and nolan just chops his head off and it rolls away nolan falls to his knees and passes out right then and there on the scene of the crime with Mm -hmm. all the bodies when it ended cuts to black when i when it ended i was like uh he he wasn't in the comics He's still he there left he wasn't yeah. he wasn't there yeah like that's such a cool story element and so and i'm like true too like that just goes to show how fucking powerful the guardians were and yes. what an actual threat they were because if they were an actual threat or if they weren't a threat and he was able to just take them out instantly why even bother you know yeah, what i mean like this shows how One, important they were to the world Right. So putting myself in the perspective of someone who hasn't read the comics, they did something that I thought was genius. Um, And again, I'm going to be talking about, you know, the future of the comics. This is kind of spoilery. Was it Um, was it that they did no music at all during that fight scene? (laughs) That was incredible. We already talked about that, though. We we already talked about it. Um, No, the fact that they said. Uh, he must be, someone must be controlling his mind. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they said that as, as someone watching this without, um, having read the comic or putting myself in that perspective, that mindset, um, that's what I'm thinking going forward. That's, that's what I'm going to be thinking in episode two. And, you know, all the way, all the way up leading to, um, the, you know, the big finale or whatever it's going to be, um, the big twist. Yeah. But that kind of 
puts it away to say that like maybe Nolan's not evil. Maybe there's just a super villain that control can control people people's minds. One question that I asked you guys, I think, after watching this episode, and this is something that was heavily debated among us, or at least discussed before uh, this came out. Do you guys think that they gave us enough to 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 feel for Nolan and Mark and their relationship and believe in that relationship and believe in Nolan as a character before getting to this point? Yes, I because in the comics, you got seven issues. Even though yeah. you might only have a couple scenes of Nolan. It's definitely more. I think that they made Nolan a little bit more rounded out. Like he's not just so great. You know what I mean? They gave him those little bits of like, what, why, why is he freaking out on Debbie? And why is he freaking out on Mark? Um, but I'm invested in who Nolan is at this point. Mm-hmm. Like I would just, just from like him being the Superman figure, you're like, as someone who's never seen the comics, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like he's supposed yeah. to be the good guy, you yeah. know? Yeah. All right. Unless you guys got something else to say, I want to ask what your favorite scenes were. If you had to pick one scene, TJ, what was the standout scene for you? Are Can we, we excluding say, the final? Scene? Yeah, we're, we're excluding the final scene. Cause that's the best fucking scene. All right. I have a weird one. So the thing that the scene that I always come back to is the scene of, I mean, it got released on um, Invincible Friday a couple weeks ago, but just the scene of him on the couch and he's talking to his mom and dad, don't let oh me get God. the spray bottle. <laughs> like, like, like just hearing that dialogue that we don't get in the comics, like that's always the first thing I think of. Literally, I think of that before I think of the end scene. Yeah, when I think mm-hmm. of the first episode, that's the first thing that I think of. It. I, I love that dynamic between, like, seeing seeing that dynamic between the parents and seeing Mark just as a normal kid. Mm-hmm. I, I just liked that scene. I think that's probably my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Bill? I would have to say that I I, I agree. I understand why TJ you would pick a scene like that because. Um, that's one major aspect of the comic and, and the series itself is like the humor and the real life dialogue. But I fucking loved him on the rooftop yelling at Nolan to hit him and that he was ready um, now. And like that, that was so it's so Mark. It's yeah. so Mark and so perfect. Like I could again, I could just I, I like eased myself into just adjusting myself to to. Stephen Young is now the mark that I have to have in my head, and I'm super convinced that's my favorite scene of the first episode. Yeah, that's a that one. That's a close one for me because I do love that scene. Um, I might have to go with the training day though. Uh, from from the get go and talking about um, how to fly and like it's mm-hmm. like you're you're a baby flyer and peeing your pants on purpose and right into the punch and him gasping for air and like why like that scene is just it covers the range of um this is this this family uh that you know kirkman talked about it's a family drama and seeing them in this scene and getting more i feel like more out of their relationship than we even did in the comics before issue seven and um you know, the humor, the acting, the intensity that it, in which it turns into. Um, I loved that scene. So that'd be my pick. <laughs> All right. So before we end episode one and go into episode two, if we can take a minute and think about what we predicted, like what did we think was going to happen? And now, obviously, we're recording this after watching episode one and two. I do remember after watching episode one. Well, I'll let you, you go first, TJ. You go first, TJ. Uh... Well, 
I want to make a prediction, but part part of talking about the prediction is also talking about something that happens in in episode two. So I don't know if I want to go into it yet, or we can go into the next segment. But I see what you. I, I know what you, if it's the one yeah, I'm thinking I, of. You can see it for the beginning of episode okay. two. Yeah, I think, right, I think so, you can do it. Yeah, or no. so we the the three of. Oh, well, we're gonna save it. Oh, we'll save it. Okay. I was just gonna say. Wise, like, then, other than that, I don't know. Like, like we we had talked about the Flaxons and mm-hmm. possibly that being a thing. Um, and I don't really know what, like as far as predictions, we didn't really say, yeah. I don't remember really saying much. I, I remember at this point being convinced that the end of episode three was going to be the fight that happens in episode mm-hmm. uh, or in issue 11. I remember, I remember, or is it, sorry, 12, but you know, 11, 12, I thought, or I, I thought it could have been either one. Maybe it was just the reveal and not the fight. And I was like, you know what? That's definitely happening at the end of issue three, episode three, Jesus, because at the pace that they're going right now, mm-hmm. the, he, the, the guardians are dead. Like next issue, something's going to happen. And then the end of episode three is going to be like, here we go. Um, yeah. I was convinced at the end of episode one mm-hmm. that that was going to yeah, happen. I was, so, I was with you there too. <laughs> yeah. The, the predictions is something that we do it's like 90% of what we do on the podcast when the comic was coming out and, and now that the show's coming out, right. Um, is, is giving us, giving you our predictions and stuff like that. And we, we made a prediction, um, that something would happen or wouldn't it be cool if this happened and you'll have to find out what, if we were right or wrong in the episode two, um, one, but, this is gonna the predictions for the first three episodes or the first three recaps are gonna be hard because yeah, of like, course we watched I mean, it all in one the first two one at least. episode three right. we're gonna have predictions right after episode three we're gonna have another half hour of predictions but to meeting go, so. but we're gonna end this episode one thoughts we're gonna go right into episode two but you know what say it leading right now into episode two what did you guys really want to see at the beginning of episode two so one thing that we talked about in between episodes because we tried to take like five minutes in between each episode. Uh, and I said, because Ryan, you you said, what are some predictions for episode two? And you were like, oh, I think that, you know, maybe, Ryan, you said maybe the Flaxons, maybe it ends with this. Bill, you said a few things. Um, we talked <laughs> about, like, maybe, like, Damien Darkblood. But, and I said, I, I hope that it starts with Steve. And at first you guys <laughs> were like, no, no. And then you were like, we started, like, actually talking about it. And we were like, yeah, that makes, like, perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And it literally... Mm-hmm. We pressed play, Steve on the screen. Yeah, yeah. But we're gonna talk yep. more about that when we record episode two. We're recording these in pieces so we don't get burnt out. So we're gonna stop here for now. But you're gonna hear us in two seconds. That was you in the blue and the yellow. Why don't you meet the team after school? May we count on you in the future? Yeah, I think so. And bored of this. And we're back. It's been so long. It has. You. Uh, we are here to uh, react and give you our thoughts on episode two, entitled "Here Goes Nothing," uh, coming in at forty-four minutes and twelve seconds. What was the first episode again? It's a good question. How long was that? It's a good question. Wow. I think it was. Was it forty? Forty-five. Let me pull it up. Wow, unreal. I know. That's all right. We should all be experts at this now. Well, I didn't have my notes up because. Uh, you're doing episode two. Forty-seven fifteen. Forty-seven fifteen. So, right, so a good chunk, good chunk yeah. uh, less time in so this. So we're one. coming in around forty-five minutes. So, so it took episodes. us. It took us what nearly an hour to talk about uh, episode one. So this one should be like half hour, right? 
It's a yeah. shorter episode. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so what were your guys' initial thoughts of of episode two? Here goes nothing. Go ahead, Ryan. You can go first. This episode is agreed. We're going to go. Uh, we were going to go in rotation, Ron, Ron. right? So you got to um, go keep the motion going. So I should go first. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that it was I thought that it was great. Um, I thought that it was ridiculously funny. Um, it was it was our first ever interaction with the team team. And that was kind of an out of body experience. <laughs> I I thought I thought it was great. I thought I thought it was a very out of the three. I think that it might be my favorite entire like whole episode. Mm-hmm. I um. If you would have told me that in one episode we would get an introduction to the teen team, three attacks by the Flaxon Dimension, the introduction of Alan, and more, like introduction of Cecil, oh, yeah. like the introduction of the GDA and the investigation into the murders and the like there was so much in this episode, but it I, I remember it like after after you know, as time passes, I look back on this episode and I'm like, I don't think that it was crowded. It felt right and that just goes yep. to show like these hour-long episodes you're in it and a lot can happen and it doesn't feel rushed um it, it was great it was great what do you think tj yeah i i mean for me hands down this was my favorite of the three uh episodes that were released and it was just like it was hilarious from beginning to end it was so funny this one definitely it had was, the humor yeah yeah it definitely had the uh the most humor out of the three um i mean Teen Team was great. All the action, all the fighting. They kind of got to show off their powers a bit, uh, show how powerful they are. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of dynamic between Mark and Eve, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll go over. But um, just, yeah, it was so good. Yep. So much, so much, so much humor. So good. All, all right. right. Should we dive into a recap? Yes, let's do it. Let's do let's it. it. So episode two opens up with. Steve. Steve. I cannot uh, believe it, man. You guys lost your mind. You, we yeah. didn't really, I, I didn't think this would happen. You guys said it. And I was like, all right, yeah. that would be cool if he, if he showed up at the beginning of like every episode. And the minute we hit play, <laughs> we had to restart yeah. the episode. Yeah. Oh, laughing so hard. We were actually a little let down by, because he didn't show up again. Spoilers. We'll and, get to that. And yeah. Episode three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, we, and we meet Matt. We meet we, the we meet the the estranged son-in-law or stepson. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're uh, in London um, at Buckingham Palace, and Steve is talking to Matt, his stepson, um, about the perception of power. And uh, you know, why does the Buckingham Palace need to be so big? They don't even use all those rooms. And he's like, it's not about that. It's about you know, it it shows that you know we're the little people and we're just their subjects and they mm-hmm. they're they're the rulers which i thought was a really cool concept mm. cool idea um so i i don't know if now is the time to interject but i don't know if away. they if they list all actors at the end regardless of whether or not they appear in the episode i don't think that's the case but max burkholder is listed at the end of this episode so i don't know who he was but i think Who's he might have been matt Who's Max Burkholder? He's an actor. TJ, what else? What's he in? <laughs> Do you know? So many questions that we just don't know. Uh, You'd know him if you saw him. Well, yeah, well, we, isn't, we, he, isn't he in Dune coming up? Oh, he's the main character, the young kid? Yeah. Not the young kid. Isn't but... that him? Huh. Or am I very wrong? I'm going to look it up. TJ, you keep going. The main going. character of Dune? 
He's not Timothy one. Chalamet. That's who I'm thinking of. I'm mixing him it's up. It's definitely not Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I'm mixing him up. Oh, Timothy Chalamet is like mid-20s. All right, so I got the two mixed up. Move on. <laughs> this is not who I thought it was. I don't Anyways, know this, this was uh, the the character that was rumored to be, you know, Oliver, well, who we won't say temp, who that is. That's the temp name. That's later yeah. on. Um, but yeah, obviously, it's it's not. Yeah, so, and he wasn't, I mean, he was in the Purge, Daddy Daycare, the Omen, Parenthood. Yeah, that's all. So, yeah, moving okay. on. So, they're at Buckingham Palace. A garbage bag flies out of the sky and almost hits um, hits the two of them, or almost hits Steve. Uh, Matt yells, Dad, runs over and tackles him out of the way of the garbage bag. Um, they look down, and there's just red all over them, uh, and it looks like blood. But then he picks up a, a BM Burger Mart uh, mm-hmm. cart, and he's like, I didn't even know that they had Burger Marts in London. And uh, he looks up at his dad, and his dad's like uh, – looking all like sentimental and look like he's about to cry. And he's like, what's wrong? And he's like, that was the first time you've ever called me dad. Yeah. They embrace. They embrace. Okay. So I like the touch of, I, at first it was like, man, that's, it's a lot of ketchup in that garbage bag. But yeah, you see an actual ketchup container on the ground. So like kudos to the animators to be like, how are we going to get so much ketchup in this to make it actually look right? They, and they, wa- they wanted, wait, 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 Bill. Ryan, why? 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 What? why are you like, you know, I thought it was weird that there was so much ketchup. No, not at all. Then, <laughs> I, I, I legitimately was watching it and I'm like, oh, look at that. There's a ketchup container. Well, that, that must be why there's so much uh, ketchup. That they wanted it. it to be misdirection. They wanted it yes, to look like something and blood and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. So can we just talk about my prediction? I'm going to go all in. This is where we're, we're like two minutes into an hour long episode. Yeah, I'm making a fucking prediction right now. I'm going on the record by saying I think that Matt is D.A. Sinclair. And I think that something terrible is going to happen to Steve. And that is going to make him that is going to motivate him to start doing his reanimate project. I'm going to go on the record and say it because there's I a couple of reasons bit. why I think you're wrong. Can I can I start yeah, with the most obvious? I don't yeah. think that you should. I don't think that you okay, should. Hard then pass. Let's leave it. Hard then pass. Let's leave it. No, no, no. Go ahead. What do you What do you think? Go ahead. We know who's voicing Dace and Claire, and it's not them. That's not him. Okay. That's. that's a, that's, that's, well, we'll it. There's other reasons. There's other reasons. <laughs> All right. I accept then that. We, <laughs> we head to the scene where uh, the last episode left off. Um, the Guardians of the Globe are dead on the ground. Um, Omni Man is still laying there, passed out. Um, Cecil arrives arrives with his team of uh, medics and operatives. Um, they put a metal clamp on Immortal's neck that like clamps down where his head used to be because mm-hmm. he was decapitated. Um, and then they do the same thing with his head. When they do it to to his neck, his body like comes alive and he's like punching them and then like passes out mm-hmm. again. So there there's something to that. They, they do know. say when they clamp it on there, they're like sometimes it affects the spinal bubble or something. No, so. they said let's. I'm I'm. They say I'm starting the micro resuscitation or something like that's that that's when they, they put say, the head on yeah okay into on the, onto that little pedestal yeah because i half yeah. expected him to wake up i did too right then and there right there right. yeah which yeah. would have been not not good <laughs> could have been like it was him yeah exactly right yeah. there <laughs> <laughs> so all the other guardians are dead they uh are examining uh nolan or omni man and they're seeing that this one he's still alive so they they take him away um, next we see Debbie at the house. Can I, and before you get to that section, I'm so sorry. 
The, this is going to be a two-hour long I'm segment. I'm sorry. They were trying. There's just so much to talk about. This is what we waited I mean, this for. Is, this is why we're here, right? Yeah. I, I don't like, have to watch like, it all in one And, and again, we're, gonna, we're getting these initial things because we're getting introduced to so many things here. Uh, I liked the invisible uh, GDC ma- uh, people. Like, their cloaking technology, yeah. that's new. That's yeah. not from the comics. Do you guys think that that is a replacement for the White Room? No. No. No, the really? White Room is going to be... Yeah, not, not not even close. Because there's a oh, there's so, a scene in this trailer or in this episode where Mark goes into the hospital and there's no one around and all of a sudden they appear. That felt very yeah. white room to me. So why can't he just go into a room with, you know, issue fifty? I'm not going to say anymore. So as a substitution, like yeah. I guess it would be like the same thing. But the thing about the white room is that it's very disorientating completely because you can't see anything other than white. Yeah. In, in this scenario, Ryan, you see every you see your surroundings. You just can't see who's in the room. True. But to your point, like, is that something that they can just kind of like veto out of the show? No, that's just what it made me think of. But yeah, right. I hope not, because especially I mean, if we were talking about the white room before we, we saw this, uh, before the animated series and we were talking about like the white room animated versus uh, live action. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, and it's, it's built for animation. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Like, that would actually work pretty well. <sighs> How do they explain the white room in the comic? Isn't it something to do with that person's perception or something like that? Like, there, or there's like a frequency or something? I'm pretty sure. I think it's something like frequency. The government. It's in, it's in, your, it's in your water. Didn't they say something that it's in your water? That sounds familiar. So that so. you can't see that that sound wave or that that audio or visual wave or whatever i think that's again that's a really cool thing and like shows how manipulative yeah cecil yeah. And, and the government is as opposed to just giving all these things um camo yeah all right sorry move on tj uh i like this next scene because we get uh debbie at the house she wakes up in bed nolan's not in bed next to her we see her like get out of bed she goes down, she's got coffee, she's reading the newspaper, then she's taking a shower and then she's, you know, like it shows her like getting ready. And I feel like it's just like it's just helping to build her character more, which I like that they're building her character more than they did in the comic. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're making her, you know, it shows then. that she's that she's used to not always having Nolan there, but it but she still seems really sad yeah, she, by it. Well, I mean, like, in this in this next scene, Mark comes down and, and she says, you know, I'm a little nervous because he didn't come yeah. home last night. And Mark's like, eh, it's normal. Yeah, Whatever. Right. Don't worry about it. It's it's normal. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, there's a knock at the door. Uh, Debbie answers the door and there's the operatives from the government um, saying, you know, they have bad news. Then um, Donald is escorting. Oh, oh Koba's got a little. Oh, yeah. He's groaning. Hmm. Um, operatives are, or I'm sorry, Donald is, is walking Debbie and Mark through, uh, the facility, the government mm-hmm. facility, showing them like all like the cool texts that they have. They're saying that, you know, Nolan's in good hands. We're going to take care of him. We have the top of the art, you know, people working on him. And, um, I like Debbie le- snapping at him a little bit. Like we're not here for the tour, Donald. And you yeah. see that there's this relationship that like Debbie knows yeah. like who they are and they know who Debbie is. Do you guys like Donald? Like, do you like his design? Do you like his voice? Like, what are your, what I feel are your like initial reactions? We haven't got enough of him to, for me to really form an opinion. I don't I, know. I think he's exactly what he needs to be. Just exactly. really, really, I, really kind of, kind of cold, kind of standoffish. Um, I don't know if I really have a, a an opinion stiff, of Donald but, from the comic. I think you know Donald I mean? is Donald is supposed to be. I mean, 
I don't know if it was in the one-offs that we read where like the, you learn about his marriage and stuff yeah. like that, but he's supposed to be cold and like kind of very like also, stoic and monotone and monotone. But he's also so, kind of comedic at times. And because I feel of like, his, yes, but he's because also, of his monotone ma- nature. But he's also very sympathetic. Could like we get later in the later in the episode. And so I think, he's that, a normal I think he guy. does he's it got, I, I'm, in the episode. Yeah. I think I, they're giving him a little bit more in the show for sure than the comic in terms of like his actual personality. He's not as cold and calculated yeah. as I, as I remember him being, but I like him. Yeah. I do like him. So they're let in to see, uh, Nolan, uh, Cecil comes in and explains what that- you're just going to skip over the title screen. What? Because, oh, yeah. because yeah, this is the splash page. Okay. Talk about it. Go for it. So the first time that it, that he's like, He's like, look out because I'm – and then it pops up, Invincible. And it was at the end of the episode, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Episode one. Yep. And the music was very Superman. It was very <laughs> like upbeat. Yeah. And this one is in the beginning and there's blood that's spattered on it and the music is not great. Like it's, it's not I think like it's very the same upbeat. tone, the same like notes but mm-hmm. a little more somber. And there's the of blood. Of blood. Yep. But you missed the coolest part about it. Just like the first episode, mm-hmm. it popped up in the middle of a sentence to complete a sentence. Who knows? Right. Maybe maybe someday we'll be able to get we'll be able to get to work with invincible. Right. Which yeah. I think is cool. Just we cool how there. they're changing it. Like I love that the title screen is like a part not of the set show. in stone. Yeah. Like it's a part of the show. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. it. I thought it was great. So cool. Go on, TJ. Are you sure? Can I continue? Yeah. Is now okay I can continue. You? you can interrupt me when I do the episode three recap, and I'll I'll make sure that I leave the title screen out. <laughs> okay. Um, so they're let in to see Nolan. Uh, Cecil comes in and explains that they don't know who did this to Nolan, um, but whoever did also murdered the Guardians. Um, and it could have been anyone because, you know, they have so many villains. Like, who doesn't want Omni-Man killed? Who doesn't want the Guardians, you know, not out there, you know, so they can just do whatever they want? I will say the first time we heard Cecil, I was like, huh, he's a lot, not quite as gruff and older sounding as I expected. Young it sounds like a much a younger young Southern yes. kind of, you know, Cecil. Yeah. And um, after watching it several times, now when I'm watching it, it just sounds like Cecil to me. So I think that one's kind of nestled into its place. Um, I'm not sure if I'll hear that voice when I read the comic. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see. But so far... It- I wonder about that, though, because like, the more I'm watching the show, I feel like when I go back, eventually it's going to change. Yeah. Eventually, when I read Alan, I, I feel yeah. like eventually it's just going to be Seth Rogen. Yeah. yeah. So. so uh, no, go ahead. Yeah. No, go so, ahead. I mean, so so Cecil is going to be a tough one for people to I think he's going to be the first one that people are like, I don't know. But to your point, Ryan, we watched it so many times that it it fits now. Yeah. But I wasn't sold on it. It didn't he didn't he didn't act the same way. I think he's a little bit angrier in the show than to begin yeah. with. To begin with. What do you mean? Like suspicious? No, like Cecil always seems like he's kind of under control. Like his emotions never really get the best of him in the beginning of the comic. And, and, and I feel like in the comic when things really th- bad things happen, he's more of a shit. Yeah. Like, like oh, he's, crap. he's like he, he's, he's in control. Just, He's like, but yeah, yeah. I feel like he has more emotion in this. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He's, yeah, he's less sure. in control of his emotions than 
the Cecil that we know in the comic books, yes. which right. is just different, and we just have to get used to it. But I it's growing. I up. actually kind of like it. Yeah, especially like the end of this episode, which we'll get to uh-huh. someday. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Debbie is saying she's not leaving. She's not going to leave Nolan, and you know Cecil came, seems kind of like. Uh, I don't know. And then Donald's like, of course, Debbie, we'll get you everything you need. So I thought that was kind of like sympathetic of Donald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then Donald tells Cecil as they're walking out, um, there's attack down. There's an attack happening downtown um, mm-hmm. and there's no superheroes. Right. So Mark gives his dad like a look and then walks out. Uh, then now Mark or invincible in his invincible suit is flying downtown. Um, he flies and sees a, a huge army of I, aliens, green can, aliens coming out of a big portal. I can hear the um, music. Like you describe yeah, it, it's yeah. like boom, 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 yep, boom. Yep. Uh, um, I don't have my phone on me. That's why I'm like, I feel naked. I, my phone's in my room, but uh, I have the name of that song and I don't remember it. I, think I wasn't going to bring it up to the end, but it was. Well, because it, it ends it's up called, becoming the like, theme yeah, of the. That's threat. why I was going to bring it up at the end. The flaxons, so, yeah. So so you see, it's, it, called, it, it, yeah. it's called It's called Tom Tom by Holy Fuck. Yes. Which is awesome. <laughs> and it's you subtly hear it in the background of each flaxon, device, uh, flaxon fight. And then at the, the big end, it's. it's Yeah. So you see yeah. it, it plays at the beginning of the first one, the mm-hmm. middle of the second one, and then at the end of the third one. Right. Yeah, that's so cool. It's like their theme song. I love that. Yeah. Um, I lost my place. So there's an invasion happening. We see the portals open um, up and all the flax zones coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mark flies in and immediately gets blasted with like a laser beam. Um, they all have like guns, uh, very advanced technology. Um, he sees an older woman um, about to get shot or, you know, hurt. So he flies down there. Uh, he grabs like this like boulder thing and s- smashes one of the flaxons in the face, which was awesome. Uh, he grabs the old woman and starts flying away. Then he gets hit again and starts tumbling to the ground and looks down and the old woman's arms are like wrapped, like compl- like every bone in her body is pretty much broken. Yeah. And I gasped at this moment. I yeah, like, I shit. I uh, I have thoughts. So. Before he even Go. goes to save the woman, he sees, he's like, uh, he, he like yells at the flagstones, like, don't hurt them or something. And they get yeah. blasted and he gets sprayed with blood. And then we right. have this moment of Mark looking down at the blood on his hands and everything like that. And that has, the, there's that moment of like, oh, shit's real. Like, he's never mm-hmm. been in that situation before. This is not, this is not my comic. This is yeah. not what I yeah. see on TV. Um, this is an unedited version of what, and that's what Invincible is. Like Invincible is an unedited version of what of would happen if this super of this superhuman guy punched this other thing in the face. Like what would it be? And this whole episode's theme is Invin- Mark is not ready. Like he had completely altered expectations of what this. Hey, stop! Don't harm those people. Yeah, and then that's they get what he does. In front of him, and he's like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like I thought I, it was. So good what they did. I remember you actually like laughed at that moment because it's so, so it's so jarring, yeah. this campiness that he's like, no, don't hurt them. And then it's just vaporized. And he's just I, I I don't know if the tone was supposed to be humorous, but it was like so first these people got obliterated in front of them, and then Eve came down and was like, save that woman or or whatever, right? Isn't that when she comes down and was like, get out of here? Oh no, it was after he 
he crashed with her and she was like, take her to a hospital. Mm -hmm. So then he tries to do right and he fucks up again. And he's the reason why this woman is just destroyed. And I did laugh. Like I thought it was supposed to be. Well, because Ryan and I both were like, Holy shit! And and Bill's like, <laughs> well, because like, he like he does that, bitch. and the reveal that she's so injured, it's yeah. it's Mark going, oh crap, oh, and it's <laughs> yeah, just like, a, yeah. It, yeah, it's he can't do right. It's like those people get obliterated in front of it's him, a, and he tries to be he tries to be heroic, and then he tries to save somebody, and and she ends up fucking getting it's a morbid comedy of errors. Yes, uh, the leader of the Flaxons says one phrase in each of the three fights. He says, Monax Mui. <laughs> in what? all three fights. I noticed Monax him, Mui. I noticed him saying Monax Mui. He says that three times? He says it once in each fight. Huh. Monax Mui. Yeah. Monax? Uh-huh. Mm. What? So, just going to leave that there. And uh, the listeners out there can pick that up if they want to or just uh, leave it sit there. Hmm. Um, so he's sitting there with this woman and then we get our first look at the teen team. So we start with Adam Eve, who flies in and saves Mark from getting blasted again. Um, the rest follow behind her. We get duplicate. We get robot and Rexplode. Uh, like you said, Bill, Eve tells him go get her to safety and he's like looks up at her and he's like you're you're, you're adam eve and she's like what <laughs> <laughs> get out of here like go and then such he's a, gone mark's such a loser in this scene he is seen yeah. he like he's a fish out of water he does not yeah, belong yeah. there um i like this scene too because like robots like um eve do this this and make sure you do this and she's like yeah okay and then she's like Robot, there's some behind you, and he's like, I, I see that. I'm not blind. And he's like, too. And then he's like, duplicate, and duplicate's just whooping ass. And he's like, keep doing what you are doing. And it just like goes on. I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zachary Quinto, I mean, was fucking perfect. Right now, right. I mean, everybody's voices are great. I mean, the visuals, the way they fight. I like Adam Eve's. You know what she's doing. She's like creating a spear and throwing it. Um, yeah. And at the minute she tells Mark to go fly away, she's suffocating two flaxons with the bubbles around their heads. Like, yeah. Um, and there's a the, Dupli- duplicate getting dude, like she's cl- she's cloning herself and she's duplicating, but all of her copies are just getting destroyed. Like that happens later, but yes. Does it? Does yeah. it happen here too, or no? No, not, not yet. Okay. Right now is she's actually just kicking ass. She's duplicating okay. and. Yeah. 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 So the teen team is, you know, kind of this is kind of their opportunity in the show to like show what they can do, show you show their powers and show how powerful they are. Like even Eve like gives like this huge blast, but um they start to get overwhelmed. Uh the Flaxon start beating them and it looks it's not looking good. Like they're about to like get beat, like yeah. they're about to die. Um and all of a sudden the Flaxon start deteriorating um and dying. Mm-hmm. We don't know why. Uh, and then the remaining army uh, of the Flaxons retreat back into their portal and the portal closes and they're gone. Yep. Um, then we see Mark at the hospital. He runs in and he has the woman, uh, the old woman in his arms. Like Ryan said earlier, he touched on uh, the fact that there's there's nobody in the waiting room except for, I think, maybe a nurse. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they all just appear because, yeah. you know, um, they were all invisible. Uh, and they take uh, the old woman to treat her. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get a scene where Mark is 
at the bedside of Nolan and he's crying because he he's like, I, I tried and I just I can't basically he can't live up to Nolan. Mm-hmm. There um, is a scene that I'm not going to say <clears throat> what it is, but much later in the comics where it's very reminiscent of this trail of blood and then Mark kneeling, kneeling down like this kind of bloody. And it always sticks out to me because when he has his mask off, especially from the back, he's just all black and blue. And it looks very much like a scene in the comics. And it, it I don't know, that scene just really stood out to me. And then are you talking that, about issue like one, 100, 101? Um, no, I think okay. I, I'll, I'll we'll talk about it afterwards, but that's that's okay. close. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. So now we're at school, and uh, Mark seems disconnected. Well, He's Debbie, looking down. Debbie coming in and comforting him was really, really good because Mark's like, it wasn't, it's, it wasn't like what Dad. It's not like I. It wasn't what I thought it was, or something. It's, yeah. it's a lot harder than Dad makes it look, or he says something along those lines. I think that's later on. Isn't he? I mean, he's just sitting there, bloody, at Nolan's bedside. And then it ends. I'm pretty sure Debbie comes in and comforts him. No, I think that's hmm. that's later on. Okay. Hmm. So is um, he okay? So they're at school. Mark seems disconnected. He obviously his dad's in the hospital, and um, he talks to uh, to William for a bit and tells him like, you know, my dad got attacked like in a fight. Obviously, William doesn't know that, you know, who his dad is, who he mm-hmm. is. Um, he's like, holy crap, like, you know, he gives his condolences and everything. Uh, then Mark sees Eve and, and like suddenly realizes, oh shit, like that's Adam Eve, like never realized it before. Uh, he goes over and talks to her and he's like, uh, thanks for, uh, helping me out yesterday. Uh, I'm invincible. And they like kind of laugh at his name and say it's kind of optimistic to call himself <laughs> invincible. Um, that's one of my favorite, that's one of my favorite lines from her. It's kind of optimistic, if you ask me, or something like yeah, that. It's funny. Yeah. Um, it's a little optimistic. But they talk about how he's like, she's she says like you're having a hard time with this, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. So he's like, she's like, let's go talk. Um, so outside now, Eve kind of gives um, Mark a pep talk about how difficult the job is to be a hero, to be like a superhero. Um, and how it's not how it looks on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eve makes mention about, um, he's like, yeah, I follow, the, you guys are the teen team. I follow you guys on Instagram. And she's like, yeah, we're everybody's fourth favorite, you know, superhero team. And Mark says, yeah, you guys are, I mean, at least you're better than um, Fight Force. Fight Force. Is Fight Force capes? I think Fight Force is Seance Dog. It's, I think, a renaming of capes. Yeah. Capes so. or... Wasn't there another one, the Actioneers, or was that more? Yeah, Actioneers, but that was Wolfman. I mean, yeah, same kind of thing. But Fight right. Force was a, was kind of the joke, the, you know, right. the butt of several jokes. So before they go up on the roof, Eve says, um, or maybe it's while on the roof of the school, Eve says something along the lines of, um, "If it's psychology, if you're not looking for a superhero in your class, you're not going to see a superhero yeah. in your school." And Ryan, yeah. Do you think that is taking the place of I hope not. people never look up? I hope not. But I remember that scene ended and I was like, huh, they they didn't do it. You know what I mean? Like they're literally sitting <laughs> yeah. up there on top of the school. And Mark could have said something like, huh, aren't people going to see us up here? I mean, yeah. like, or maybe fly away and they say it. I was a little surprised they didn't 
use that opportunity. But it's the same. It's the same. It's the same kind, kind of concept. Of so now I feel the like they kind. won't use it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that quote from the comics so much. I'm a little disappointed it wasn't used there, but we'll see. But I Show's also. Not over but yet. I also. I really also like what she said. Yeah, but and that, I like I mean, how yeah. I, if they do change it, if they never say it, that'll be sad. Yeah. But I like how she talked about it a little bit differently. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, TJ. Where are we at? So that uh, scene ends with with uh, Eve inviting Mark to meet the teen team, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, I don't know. They're they're only uh, Instagram's fourth favorite team." <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm thinking about Rex. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> shit, the shit that he says. We've got so, so much more to go, guys. <laughs> next scene, no, we, we get uh, Cecil and Robot are uh, assessing the damage downtown from the Flaxon fight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Robot is trying to come up with different theories of why they deteriorated. But then they examine, uh, like, one of the Flaxon's tanks, and it's completely corroded and rusted. And he's like, well, that that narrows it down like their time it time works faster for them here mm-hmm. slower for us uh so all of a sudden they 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 were just aging rapidly and then yeah. ended up dying yeah um uh cecil after that goes back to the scene um of the guardians right um which cecil's it, teleporting and not using his teleportation door his door yeah. just yeah. another little it's not a door but it's a teleporter yeah it, yeah i like the door it's so like stupid it's such a stupid thing to get hung up on but it doesn't fucking matter it's the I same know. thing i know i think they didn't i don't know part of me thinks that they didn't want to have another wall that you can walk through you know what i mean in the same episode like the flaxons go in and out of this door oh, yeah yeah and it looks like a portal don't confuse portals then you got angstrom with his portals like don't confuse portals and the way uh cecil moves around but that's just me trying to yeah. head cannon why they did it yeah actually one thing i forgot to mention in that last scene where there was cecil and robot it ends with with cecil saying like what do you think about this, this invincible kid mm-hmm. and he's like oh he's you know he was okay, but he's just not ready for, you know, the realities, superhero stuff. Yeah. And Cecil goes, he's, well, he's going to have to learn quick because we're going to need him. And then Robot goes, why is that? And then Cecil just walks away. Because um, it's not common knowledge that the Guardians no, are they're exactly. just dead yet. Yeah. So then we get Cecil at uh, the scene of back at the scene of the Guardians, um, like murder scene. Uh, and. He's like, tell me some good news, but they don't have any good news. And he gets pissed off. He gets angry. And he's like, I told you to give me some good news. And then you see cold breath come from his come from his mouth. And he's like, everybody out. And he's Love like, it. he's like, uh, come on out, Damien. Damien Darkblood appears. And he's like, I wasn't hiding. And he's there, the, there on the ground. <clears throat> the the visual techniques the gimmicks that they use is this is something that can only be done in animation or in live action or whatever just having a moving camera and everything like that the way he appears reappears just Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense and the the breath and the cold and everything like that around damien such a cool concept and they're 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 doing really neat things with uh with him i don't think i don't think he called him damien i think he called him no demon i think he called him demon no, I think he says Damien Darkblood, Demon Detective. Really? Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. After he's revealed, yeah. Okay. And he and he touches the blood and sees. So Damien Damien Darkblood is a demon detective. He can 
he has this power where when he touches blood or touches something, he can see Oliver's going nuts. He can see like what happened without seeing what happened. He yeah. can see. It's like, almost like he senses what happened to it. Right. He can mm-hmm. see like, but not it, why it happened or who did it. It showed a, it showed a flash of, he touched like the blood of, um, I don't know, uh, one of the guardians. Red, Red Rush. Red, Red all Rush. of them. He did a yeah, couple of them. It did it yeah, with, Rush, a, with yeah. a couple of them. But let's say Rush, Red Rush. And then it shows his head getting crushed, uh, but the person doing it is all, like, blacked out. He can't see who it is, yeah. which I think that, that's which, a really cool way to do it's that. It's cool, but it's a little weird. Like, if he was able to see that or sense what happened, wouldn't he but be he able can to only... do it through the perception of the person who's dying who was looking directly at Nolan at the time? The way I take it is that he's touching a piece of brain and he could tell that this piece of brain was smashed suddenly. He's not seeing what we're seeing. He's not seeing he's not seeing Red Rush in his form and then get smushed by a by a shadowy figure like he just knows that it was destroyed. That's pretty assumptive, I think, with what he's sensing and what we're like, Hmm. uh, if, if that's the case, they could have done a better job of like showing that he's not actually seeing this. He's just kind of sensing what happened. Yeah. Like a black, like they could have done like a black background and then just like, like a head crushing, you know what I mean? Something, yeah. something along those lines. I thought that was a little weird. I don't yeah. necessarily, I, like, I mean, where, where, I, where it brings him to at the end of this episode, maybe, maybe it is that obvious because by the end of this episode, he has a conclusion. He, he had a conclusion by the beginning of the episode, pretty much but right here. He yeah. pretty much said if the shoe fits, like, yeah, all right. So Nolan was the last one standing. Yeah. Go ahead, TJ. Okay. So he can't see. Obviously, he can't see who it is. Then um, we get uh, Amber and Mark at, at the school talking. Um, Amber thanks Mark for sticking up for her against Todd uh, in the first episode. Um, they joke with each other a little bit, uh, and but then Mark ends up cutting the conversation short, and then Amber sees Mark go off with Eve. Um, and she looks jealous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark and Eve, they fly off uh, in their costumes, like Invincible and Adam Eve. Uh, and they're flying off to the music of, uh, it's called Might Not Make It Home by LPX. Really Might good song. I've been listening to the song home. a lot. Uh, and so all the, all the uh, um, flying animation... Well, oh, as I yeah. say, all the animation is just really cool in this scene. The way Eve flies, um, like creating things that she could, you know, slide off of and everything like that. The way she loses Mark uh, easily. Yeah, she's trying to keep up. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy to think about that? Eve is faster and better than Mark. Yeah. At this and, point. And then it, and then it got to the point where she was like, because he flew through a Burger Mart uh, yeah. billboard and then she like went went back and she's like. All right, like take it slow, and she was like helping him. Yeah, why? It's great, funny. So I also love the sound of her powers, like the staticky kind of electrical. I love it. I love the sound of it. Why you don't? No, I just for some reason I thought you didn't, but maybe you were just making note of it because when we first watched it, I remember you talking about the sound of them, and I couldn't remember Mm -hmm. whether you liked it or not. I love it, but no, I I like it it too. I think it's cool. It's just like it's it's, um, it's a it's just sounds like energy. You know what I mean? Like there's something yeah, there's something tactile yeah. that's happening. It yes. can't just be like. Yeah. Right. So they arrive at the team team headquarters um, and they kind of fly down. And uh, first thing that happens is, you know, Eve goes up to Rex and they start like kissing. Making hello out. <laughs> to show that. Uh, yeah. Like really making out. 
the noises. Yeah, like that. I mean, like, it was... Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> just to show that they are dating and, and Mark's like, oh shit, well, fucking, well, I guess that's that. Um, the rest of the teen team introduced themselves. I like uh, how uh, Duplicate introduces herself and there's like three of her and he's oh like, so oh, which one, which one do I look at? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I talk to you. <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, Rex gives uh, Mark a hard time uh, about the flax and yeah. fight. He makes fun of him uh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of gives him a hard time about that. And um, Robot introduces himself. Uh, they talk about, you know, the Flaxons um, and how, you know, what happened was, you know, that they're aging, basically. Yeah. That that's, that's why they... And he made a that's device. Why they, that's to, why they won won the fight. Yeah. And he didn't, made he, didn't he make he made notes how time like how they could be a threat still, how they could come back, didn't they? Didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, and he made this device like an alarm that would go off if the flaxons were to ever come back come back. Um and then he and then Robot says, like, if we were to need you in the future, would you help us? And Mark was like, Really? Me? Uh yeah, 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 I'd help you. I of course I'd help you. Mm-hmm. Next Ryan, we had a scene where uh, Mark is again at the bedside of Nolan, and then Debbie comes in, and she's acting like it's everything's you know normal, and she's like, you know, uh, I think she said something about dinner, like I got you this, did did you get it? And oh yeah, that's, like, yeah. that is a different scene than what I'm thinking, but um, it's yeah, Mark's sitting there, and she's like, oh, I didn't even think about you, I, I've been so worried about your dad, I didn't even, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm not sure what scene you were thinking of. Like him but. just covered in blood, the, old, the older lady's blood, and him at his dad's bedside with his head down, and then Debbie comes up, and it's like super quick. He just says, it's not like what I thought, it's not what I thought it would be. Okay. That's it. Um, but yeah, she says, you know, I, I've been so busy with everything else, I didn't think about how you must be feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he says, you know, he, he didn't tell me that it was like this. And now I can't talk to him. And she said, you can always talk to me. We'll talk to each other. Yeah. So that was a good scene. Um, so next, real quick, Rex, Rex Bloat is coming out of a room and he sees the alarm going off. And he's like, oh, uh, is this supposed to be doing this? Upon uh, rewatching, he says, um, is this supposed to be doing this? And then a woman's voice from the other room goes, What? Was it? And he walks uh, out shirtless, drinking mm-hmm. out of a carton, and, and just kind of looking. Relaxed. And we know Eve is at the school right now. So duplicate, right? Yeah, yeah. Presu- I didn't, presumably. I didn't yeah. catch that the first or second time. I don't think. So you can just faintly hear someone. He's talking to someone. Yeah, I don't remember hearing somebody there. So, so. that wasn't the first time. Uh, so back at the school, William is trying to convince Mark to ask out Eve. Like everybody saw you leave with her yesterday and he's like, Oh, they did. Um, Eve gets a text, like they're on the opposite sides of the cafeteria and Eve gets a text message and looks down at her phone and then looks up at Mark from across the cafeteria and kind of gives him like a, a head nudge, like we got to go. Um, so (laughs) Mark makes an excuse and gets up and, and walks and leaves. Uh, then Amber comes over and, and talks to William and says, is Amber and Mark dating? And he's like, no, I wish. Oh, wait, wait, what? No, look, no, no. He's totally single. He's totally single. And he's, she's like, he's like, do you want her number or want his number? Yeah. Really quick. Sorry. 
A um, little bit of a segue. I'm I'm skimming through the episode. Ryan is right. Um, she follows the trail. Debbie follows the trail of blood into the room mm-hmm. and comes behind Mark and like talks to him and gives him a hug. So yeah. that did when you, that did happen. When you said that, I do remember that. Yeah. 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 Um, so Mark and Eve or I'm sorry, Invincible and Adam Eve, because they're in costume, <laughs> are, are flying downtown to meet the rest of the teen team, and they, they fly on top of the building, and uh, Rex is there to greet them and says, um, oh, oh, you guys God. came together, huh? And she goes, she goes, yeah, we go to the same school. And he goes, oh, you oh, do? do? Oh, my oh, God. Uh, and and <laughs> she's so like, fucking funny. She's, she's like, well, well, I never got to go to high school. And she's like, yeah, it shows. Yeah, like We know Rex. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's a little backstory there that we don't know. I mean, we know, but others. I thought we were going to get something. I know. We I really thought, thought I liked was, that we, we didn't. I liked that we didn't. We, me and Ryan, I think maybe it was the two, like we thought like the tone was going to shift and yeah, it was going to be like, like a flashback. Like, starting then, to talk like this happened and then they're going to like interrupt him or something like she's that. She's going to interrupt, but, be like, yes, we know Rex and it yeah. just cuts away. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we see that the Flaxons have returned. Um, they. They, the teen team sees that um, they or robot talks about how they've discovered a way to get around the whole aging issue, uh, and Rex is like, in three days, and robots like, well, in their time, it's been decades, mm-hmm. so they've had a lot of time for to prepare for this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, when does the second Flaxon attack happen? Like in the comics, isn't it, isn't it still relatively quick? It's the or no. Compar- comparatively, like I mean, I don't, all of I don't the, know offhand. Entire... It's, it's 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 after the events of issue twelve. Eleven, twelve, yeah. So Kirkman stated, um, yeah, and we talked that, about it on the interview that you guys will yeah, have heard that, by now that he's gonna like things are gonna change, like mm-hmm. that you're gonna have entire arcs that like what in one episode, and if this is just the first example of that happening, yeah, fucking cool, man. Right, like this it was handled makes so, so much well. more sense. Yeah, we're not so going to get sense. 144 ish episodes of this show. Tell us what we need to know in a in a yeah. way that makes sense and is good. This was perfect. This was perfect. The I pacing was a complete story. Yeah. The pacing was great. I think that some people some people could be like the Flaxons again. Like fuck, you know what I mean? Like I think they would seems... think that more if we if they came back halfway through the season and then at the no, end of this season. Like I don't think I think really? that you wasted I think three that... episodes on the Flaxons. I think that feels a little bit. It doesn't have to be three episodes. It can be like the Flaxons oh. first being such a huge threat were like five minutes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I, I think it could have easily worked either way, but I like that it was all one episode. I, I do too, but I feel like some people might think that it was a little bit of a redundancy, mm-hmm. like them coming back and then a back back again. But I thought it was great. I thought it was an awesome way to fucking edit it and and make yeah. it. Yeah. So the team team flies into the fight. Uh, and again, uh, just like the first fight they're they're kind of showing their powers. They're doing really well until they're not doing very well and they start to get taken over. They notice that, uh, the Flaxen's weaponry is all much more advanced than the first time. And tailored yep. to combat their specific abilities, which is cool. Right. Right. So, yeah. um, the team team starts to get taken over. They put this device over Eve's face and you can tell that she can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, she's about to die. Um, Robot Invisible. is like fried with some, you know, robot uh, electronic device that's shorting, shortening him out. Um, duplicate. Rex this is, is when duplicate overtaken. is just getting messed up. They're shooting her yeah, quicker she, than she can clone. Yeah, she said they're killing me faster than I can, 
like and she's like doing okay. backflips and stuff and they're like i was scared yeah. like this this was the first moment where i was actually like oh fuck like this is scary yeah for someone like her mm-hmm. um yeah and they start to get overtaken when mark sees that eve is about to die he like flips out and he like throws what is that like he a was tank like, or a truck he was off like them? they they used some goo to glue him to the tank or something yeah so yeah. he was stuck down and then his rage kicked in and he goes on like a like fucking every like a spree of just fucking everybody up he yeah. he beats up the commander again who's back the guy with the scar that he originally hit with the brick yeah um and then he you know runs over to adam eve takes it off her and kind of saves her do you Robot. guys do you, I'm sorry. Do you guys think that like hopefully it's just as simple as this, but so Mark went like no and he went like that and he busted this tank off. Um but there was a shockwave that went through the entire crowd and knocked some of them over with. Do yeah, you think I no. don't believe that he has some kind of power that was never I think that was just come. to show strength. Like he just yeah. got a burst of strength and he like I mean yeah. if someone if 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 Omni-Man like I, I just watched um, Batman vs Superman. When Superman takes off into the sky, there's like that, you know, shockwave. Yeah. shockwave. Yeah, yeah. I think that I was that. just a shockwave of him, you know, busting loose. Mm-hmm. Busting loose. Busting loose. loose. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I I do. Yeah. I, I was wondering whether or not either of you bring it up because there is that moment where you're like, it's it's a little weird, and then hmm. robot, and then Rex is like. Hey, don't aim that at me, but he just meant his rage. Yeah. Like, you know I, what I mean? But it still felt a little, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh one of the flaxons um that got hit by the truck that um Invincible like threw into the air. Uh his wristband starts screwing up and robot is analyzing it. Like what you can see it like in through his helmet, like his data. Um and the flaxon starts to age. And deteriorate Mm -hmm. robot tells everybody it's the wristbands like destroy the wristbands um they do that uh robot actually like one of them starts taking over him and he's like don't touch me and he sends out this like shockwave that destroys all of their wristbands which i thought was really cool um Mm -hmm. and then again the flaxons the remaining flaxons retreat back into the portal Yeah, the sound of that the way it just like he like and it like yeah went out was yeah i thought it was cool. cool that he needed just a second like to to kind of get it under control however i think robot saying destroy the bracelets is stupid (laughs) because you could just as easily maybe if not easier punch somebody in the face to incapacitate them or kill them as opposed to trying to aim for this little thing on their wrist that that makes them age like unless you're going to do it all at once well, like he at least did didn't, it didn't seems kind of pointless didn't to even destroy. Rex say all of them like that's yeah, that's yeah. kind of dumb and and rex yeah. is he says things like that everybody else is like that doesn't make sense you can't just so to yeah. rex it's like oh yeah we have to destroy the bracelets and he's not thinking like a person who'd be like uh do you realize but to him uh, it's a shockwave you know destroy the bracelets yeah. so i think there's that but i agree that that could be kind of silly sounding right so yeah all right uh rex talks to mark about um how he liked how mark kind of lost his temper and he's like oh you kind of went crazy there for a second i like that and then mark was like i don't i don't really know what came over me um Mark flies off to go see his dad. Uh, and I like, like 
Rex was like, oh, don't worry. We'll we'll handle all the cleanup. Asshole. Yeah. Up and I thought it was funny. Um, he goes off Marcus, because he got the message to go to the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to see his dad. Uh, so uh, Mark gets back to the hospital and sees that Nolan has woken up. And they have, like, a good conversation. He's like, oh, I hear you've been keeping the world safe for me. And he's like, yeah, you know, like, they share, like, a, you know, heartfelt conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark goes to check on the older woman that he had saved earlier, uh, but she had passed away. So Mark expresses, like, disappointment. But we don't even get, like, a moment for Mark to, like, share his disappointment. We just see it on his face. And Nolan comes in. And he's like, yeah, that's the job. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and then a and really then, weird scene. Yeah, like Nolan talks to the receptionist and he goes, I want my suit back. It's government property. It's mine. Now go get it. Now. And it's like, oh, shit. All right, chill, dude. Like, oh, I got it right here for you, bro. Like, chill. <laughs> yeah, he went, he went a little hard on that. Art, yeah. Art made it. It's not like it's like from Viltrum or anything like that. It's just it It was yeah. kind of a weird moment to your it guys' was. point. Yeah. yeah. Um. So now. Oh. Real quick, we get like a little blurb on uh, the news screen saying like, where are the Guardians? Like nobody's mm-hmm. seen the Guardians. Mm-hmm. So still not public knowledge. Mark and Nolan are training in the sky, um, kind of fighting each other. And Nolan's like, try to hit me, try to hit me. And, and Nolan, or I'm sorry, Mark is, keeps trying to hit him, keeps failing, but then kind of lands a, lands like an unexpected punch. And Mark uh, laughs. Well, because and- Nolan says you have to punch me where... Where you I'm think going I'm going to be. To be. Yeah, yeah, where I'm going to be, not where I am. Right. Yeah. Um, which was also uh, an Oblivion song. That, uh, that yep. idea wasn't. So, um, anyways, so Mark does exactly that. He takes his advice and ends up landing a punch. And you could tell that it kind of like hurt Nolan. Not like bad or anything, but you could tell like it bugged him. And then he was like, and then Mark kind of laughed it off like, haha, thanks for the advice. And then Nolan's like, well, you got to be able to take a punch too. And like, runs at him and you could tell he was like about to like beat the shit out of him um, it was about to be it was about to be some like a viltrum o- og yeah og viltrum like you know let's see who's stronger and comes out on top kind of moment you could you could i, I yeah i could see it unraveling that turned way. into a very comedic beat though with debbie yeah. saying no yeah, and, and, really and it stops no yeah yeah, <laughs> that was good. and he like stops like midway like yeah it was perfect uh and cecil's there and um Cecil is telling them now in the house, they're ta- he's saying, you know, that alien is back. He's in our atmosphere. Um, I need you to go take care of this. And Nolan's like, yeah, I'll, I'll handle it. And then Debbie's like, no, you just got out of the hospital. You need to, like, take it easy. And Mark's like, oh, I'll do it. And she's like, no, like, you're too new with this, you know. And Nolan's like, listen, I fought this guy before. He's not a big deal. Just knock yeah. him around a couple times and he'll go away. Um, so How do I breathe in space? That's the funny yeah. thing. You don't. Yeah, he, yeah. The thing is, you don't. I like that. So Mark flies into space uh, and it gets attacked by the alien, who is a Cyclops. He only has one eye. Um, the alien, who we know as Alan, the alien, uh, is communicating to Mark through his mind. He's like, how are you communicating to me in my No, he's how like, how do I hear you? Why do I hear you in my that's head? Right. He's like, that's where your brain is, isn't it? Where else do you keep your brain? Yeah. Uh, so they fight back and forth. Um, kind of one lands a hit, the other lands a hit. Uh, I like how Alan grabs him from behind and then he hugs, uh, head butts him, uh, and hits him in his eye. And he's like, ah, oh, my eye. Yeah. Like, cause he's only got one eye. Mm-hmm. The, the, um, 
the way this plays out and a lot of the dialogue is just like shot for shot, word for word from the comics. Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. Him, Mark, something happens to Mark here where he gets punched by Alan and falls back into the orbit or back into Earth's atmospheres and takes a deep breath finally because you're like, oh, yeah, he's not breathing this entire time. And then goes back out, which is very reminiscent to something that happens much, much later on in the comic, which is awesome. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's cool. I loved it. I loved that little and the sound design of the scene was really cool too. Everything has yeah, that, I love that, that echoey, empty sound. I love when they when shows and movies do like space sound right, where it sounds like you're holding your head, you're mm-hmm. holding your ears, and you can't hear like you're underwater. Yeah, it was great. Um, so it ends with Alan kind of getting the better of Mark and like pummeling him uh, on the moon, uh, and Mark is like, "Stop, stop, stop! Like, can't we just talk?" And he's like, "Oh," he stops, and he's like are you trying to use your time out? And Mark's like, wait, what? I get a time out. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't you know the rules? He's like, he's like, I don't even know who you are. And he's like, Oh, and this shot was so funny. Like him, like Alan, very like no sound at all. Alan taking a rock and putting it down, taking a small rock, putting it down. And then like with his foot sliding mm-hmm. it over to Mark. So funny. <laughs> Have a seat. Uh, so he explains, um, who he is Mm -hmm. he's an evaluation officer from the coalition of planets uh your planet signed up for the program he's like i like that too because it was funny because he's like mark is like i don't know what you're talking about he's like i don't know what to tell you man your planet signed up for the program and he's like it's right here yeah it's right here and he shows the the data on his track on whatever it is and it says urath you are ath um and he's like, oh, my gosh, Earth, this is Earth. And like the way it like cuts is so, so yeah. good. It shows literally like I almost wanted to stop the episode because you guys like, no, I, I couldn't stop laughing because his Alan's eyeball, how it like just like slowly looked yes. down like, oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Uh, another thing that made this funny, too, was like if you read the comic, he's like, you know, this isn't Earth. Like he wasn't like noticeably like pissed off but in this he was like this is earth and he's like oh shit yeah like that i thought like that made it's it. not yeah it's 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 steven young and mark like they get to really he plays with like mark's comedic yeah, like okay. timing and and his delivery and i think that he does a really good job of of it the whole thing is funny i mark is as funny as alan in this entire yeah. part i mean seth rogan so did great two, i mean his voice is the perfect two voices for this. that i was worried about the most was rex blode and uh and seth rogan and i'm totally satisfied with both of them they're perfect yeah yeah and we talked about it too how like seth rogan when he's just being seth rogan and not being like a stoner or like you know overly crazy like he's got a normal voice and he fits he fits alan's demeanor perfectly yeah. in this Yep. So then we get the classic shot of Earth, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm sorry, Alan. Alan says like, you know, I'm probably going to be in a lot of trouble. You know, it was nice meeting you, and then he flies off. Then we get the classic shot of Earth. You know, Mark looking at Earth from from the moon. I, I hope right. new audience members really take this like, oh wow, this is this is far reaching. This is a lot yeah. bigger than just this planet. Like, yeah. what's the coalition? I wonder what that is. I hope yeah, this guy, this evaluation like, officer. Yeah, like I, I hope people really take this not just as like a one little shot thing, but they dig into it like we would, you know. No, reading I, mean, the I mean, time. in the same episode, the we see aliens and other, uh, uh, you mm-hmm. know, coming from other planets and all this kind of stuff. But we also see Flaxon, which are beings from another dimension or, you know, the way they travel in different mm-hmm. time and, 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 and 
other superheroes with different powers. Like, it's a lot. This episode has a lot in it. Yeah. Um, so next, Cecil and Nolan talk about uh, the Guardians. And, and Cecil's like, uh, or it opens up back on Earth. They're, Cecil's still at the house. And Nolan's like, listen, I already told you everything. Mm-hmm. Like, he, Cecil's like, I, tell me again. Nolan's like, I, I got a distress call from the Guardians. When I showed up, uh, the lights went out, and I fought someone in the dark, but I didn't see who. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that Cecil's like, hmm, must have been pretty powerful if they could beat somebody like you. I haven't seen you get you, you know, lose beat like, like that. that. Yeah, like ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then back at school, Todd comes up and slams Mark into the, the locker room. The more I watch this, because we've seen it a bunch, right? This seems really funny, too. The mm-hmm. more I like Todd. Yeah, I'm, I really like Todd. Like, he's like, uh, you know, I'm, slams him up against the locker, and he's like, "I'm sorry for beating you up, okay?" And, <laughs> and he's like, "What?" He's like, "I'm sorry for beating you up," and he starts talking about Amber, and he's like, uh, "Do you want Amber Bennett's know, number?" Yeah, do you, yeah, and he's like, "Do you want her number, nerd?" Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he's like, I. I Amber's making me do this because she found some embarrassing pictures of me. Yeah. He doesn't say what it is, but um, yeah. So he gives uh, Mark, yeah, Amber's number. Um. So the Flaxons are back again, and again it starts with him saying Monax Mui. Yeah. Again. Uh huh. Um, Man. And now, so now, so now they're they're lasers instead of like just going through people. They disintegrate people. Yeah. Yeah, like it's right. showing progression in this and he this leader is in like this gigantic mech suit and it starts yeah. with a guy running and then getting stomped on yeah. and squished yeah so so sick. we get the the team team showing up on on the on the bike on robots you I, know i like how it's it's just a close-up of, yeah, of robot's just, face and he goes i have bad news and then it pans out and robots <laughs> or rex blows behind him and he goes he just pops oh. out Robots got bad yeah. news. Robots got mad news, everybody. Did you hear what that? Is, hey, Robot, what is what's it? the bad news? <laughs> He's such a dick. They did such a good job. That might be my favorite moment of the episode. Yeah. Good thing Jason Mantoukas. I mean, come yeah. on. It's got to be. He knows this character. He it really does. It is a really funny. It's like Edgar Wright would love this shot because it uses the the scene and like what's happening to make the joke right like like even even the way duplicate pops out like yeah they both do so robots in the frame (laughs) and then you see rex pop up this way and do the whole thing and then duplicate pops up that way it's really fun it's not just like a generically shot like thing it's it's super fun the way they did it this whole this whole scene i'm going to suggest a nuclear (laughs) option uh yeah no we can't we're not gonna nuke the city yeah, he's saying that because it, it, they're they're so advanced. Like, robot says we can't win this fight. Yeah, uh, and again we get a call to uh, fight force where he's like, Adam's like, Adam Eve's like, we're not gonna just give up. We don't do that. And then duplicates like, yeah, what are we fight force? So again, kind yeah. of a call back to that. So they go in and just like robot said, they this time they instantly get taken over. It's not even close. Yeah. Uh, and Invincible is getting, like they're all getting beaten, but Invincible specifically is just getting pummeled um, by the leader and yeah. he's about to die. There's blood everywhere. And then Omni-Man comes in and saves him at the last second. Um, and he just starts ripping them apart. They're shooting guns at him. It's not mm-hmm. even phasing them. Um, and he just starts destroying everybody. Uh, again, the... Uh, the Flaxons all retreat back into the portal and the leader is like right outside the portal. And then 
Omni-Man looks at him and just starts flies right towards him and tackles him right into the portal and disappears into the portal with him. Oh, man. As Mark goes, Dad! Yeah. And then Rex Blood's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Omni-Man's your father? <laughs> I love that because I didn't even question it. I didn't yeah. catch the fact that he just yelled, Dad, because you're in the moment. You're like, yeah, that's right. what he would say. And then it, it like... And then you see everybody's face and they all look at him. That was so, oh. So to go from that comedic beat to then just red. Yeah. There is there is a very obvious um, little seed planted here where the the leader is pummeling Mark, punching him in the face over and over and over again. And, there, and then he gets punched in his face once, punched in his face twice. And then Mark turns his head and there's a close-up of his ear and then he punches him in the side of his head and in his ear, and then it shows what he sees, and his dis- he's like super disoriented, like he can't focus, he can't see anything. Do you guys? Yeah, maybe. Obviously, I could see that. I could see it going either way. I mean, anyone that gets punched on the side of their head could lose. But it was a close up of his ear. Really? I need like, to watch rewatch. The, yeah. Watch the scene again because he's it's his face, and he's getting punched, punched, punched. And then it's his side and then it's his ear is like the whole frame yeah. and then he gets slammed in his ear. And then the next thing you see is what Mark sees and it's like hmm. he can't focus. All right. So Anyways. go ahead, TJ. Uh, back at home, uh, Mark tells Debbie about what happened uh, and that Nolan went into the portal and disappeared. And she's like, yeah, whatever. He's like, you're not you don't care about it. She, she's like, listen, like this is I was concerned before because he never came home because well, he was never beaten up that bad. Yeah. that's yeah. what she says well, I, I was worried before because i've never seen him hurt so badly but she no she said she said because he he didn't come home because she was concerned before she even before the operatives even showed up at her door her getting ready in the morning and then they had a discussion yeah. between her and mark so um but yeah but she's like other dimensions yeah just a normal tuesday night mm-hmm. so um i'm then, sure your father is explaining to them nicely why they should leave us alone and then the <laughs> and then Tom Tom by holy fuck starts boom 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 something like that. Those are the actual lyrics. What, by the like, way. What is, do you remember what he actually says? He says something like um, he said. I have it right here. He says, "Does he say Monax seem, movie?" <laughs> no. You, you don't <laughs> seem to understand that Earth is not yours to conquer. Yeah. So. The red oh. tint of the whole scene, and you and see he's the whole army there, up the entire and planet, just destroying. So, oh God! The, can we killing can, all? Of are you are you going to talk about how fucking awesome the lighting is? The lighting, and this, the visuals, and the, color? I said, the red that. tint. Yeah, there, but but there's like the scene where he's flying through the building, and I don't want to show anything on here. But it's literally black. There's no color. There's it's black and then white, like to show the outlines and stuff like that. It is sick. It is so like awesome that. There's a shot of it shows like the city and you just see it like from really high up and there's like a some kind it almost looks like a a blimp or something oh, up yeah. in the sky. But it shows the whole city and down on the something city you can see orbit. all the explosions of him fucking everything just up. Him and then the around. blimp just just explodes to just to show like how fast um, mm-hmm. is. he's just destroying everybody. And then, um, and then he has a beard and he's holding up this mountain above the scientists that he's forcing to orp- open the portal. So this yeah. is not like a this is not like a 15 minute thing that he's that he did. He spent months destroying. No. Yeah. No, time works differently there. He's well, yes. aging quickly. No, 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 no. 
He, he ages quickly there. For no. us, it's no, faster he does there. not. No, no. Well, maybe right. No, yeah, he's yeah. He he lived. He that spent, he was. He did. He's, he did in the comic, and that's how the Flaxen dimension works, dude. Yeah, I think even in the comic, he said he says that he was there for for a three long months. Time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yep. Which I um, think is why. I mean, why are the guys he, his his body process like his body slows down or whatever or like it doesn't he's not yeah he was there for three months yes yes time works it's weird the, to he, think about it hurts my head <laughs> no it's yeah it's just, it's exactly how we think about it so why else like he's destroying everything and then everything's destroyed and then the next scene is him holding up the the, the mountain right mm-hmm. and the flaxons are feverishly working to open up a portal for nolan yeah. almost like they're like all right, we're doing what you wanted us to yeah. do. Like, it's very quick. I feel like this could have been done better because, TJ, obviously you were a little confused too. But, I, I mean, I was too, but then I'm like, no, he was there and, for a while. But it's not important enough. I think that it's better to just be like, oh, shit, he has a beard. Wait, we know that they age quickly in our dimension. So, like, he must just, you know, like, just just leave it. But, don't but don't over-explain it. But time doesn't work. It. He was there for that long. He yeah. was there for that. He was there for three months. And but then when he comes back, it oh, was that's only right. a day. It's like an, so. it's like Interstellar. You're right. Yeah. Like so they could have done a better job showing time and how it works. TJ. Shall Go we ahead. continue? Um, so Nolan arrives back home and he's still got the beard and everything. And, you know, Mark was a little concerned this time. So he runs up and gives him a hug. Glad he's back. Then news breaks on the uh, on the TV the guardians of the globe are dead. Yep. And and credits. If you listen carefully before that though, you hear them talking about a teacher who turned his students into bombs. Yeah. Such a cool little easter egg. Yeah. That we um, did not catch the first was, time. Which was the start of the invincible comic. Yeah. So. Um after credit scene, we get Damian Darkblood talking to Cecil about a theory that he has. He's like, listen, I've gone over this. I've investigated. And there was nobody else. It at has the scene. to be someone in there. It has to be. It had to have been one of them. And only one of them survived. So, yeah. And it pissed Cecil off. Like we like we said earlier, he flipped out. And he's like, I don't want to hear any more of your idiotic um, uh, theories. theories. And I better not hear you say any of these theories to anybody else. Or I'll send you back to hell where you came from. Like, he was fucking pissed, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was great. But then in yeah. turn, he, he turns to Donald and he says, put a surveillance team on the Graysons. And Donald's like, why? And he goes, oh, just because uh, whoever killed the guy. OK, Oliver, chill. I'm getting to it. <laughs> um, he says, put a surveillance team on the Graysons uh, just because whoever did kill the Guardians may want to finish the job. Yep. So do you? But you don't think that, right? Obviously, you no, think that he Cecil wants is to suspicious, suspicious of He's yeah, suspicious of, yeah. of no one. So yeah, and um, that's how it ends. Bill, what was your favorite scene of this episode? <sighs> um, one scene. If you had to pick one uh, scene, like if you're, you're going to go back and watch one scene right now, what would it be? It would be Nolan flying through the Flaxen dimension destroying everything only because it was like super awesome. Like what they did with the coloring and what, and how they did like freeze frame shots of like it slowing down and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's like the cool, in my opinion, that's the coolest scene that I would just like go and watch really quick. But yeah, 
If I had to, I mean, it's pretty much between two, but that was the one I was going to say. I love that scene, not only because the visuals Mm -hmm. that you just talked about, but because it's like, hey, here's a thing that we know happened in the comic, but we didn't see. And it was done in such a cool way, but still perfectly like him calling out dad, him coming back and saying, I need a shower, him having a beard with a little bit of white in it. Like Mm -hmm. it, it, it made the 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 comic purist in me super happy but also got to show me something new i didn't know and was also just badass tj mine would be um alan the alien the alien scene just his voice actually working out like i I was surprised how well it worked uh and there's just so much comedy in that scene and then ending with the earth like that oh that scene is so good yeah, so that, it was that a one, fucking that episode two, man. Such a good fucking I will episode. Say, such a good episode. I, I, I'm not ready to say that that was my favorite of the three, but I think my favorite scene out of all three is in episode three. I would agree. We'll have to, say, we'll have to save that. We'll have to save picking that. Picking a yeah. favorite scene of all three <laughs> is fucking tough because there's a scene in three. Yeah, that, I know that I. Just fucking love. I wonder, oh if, God, all, so I wonder if it's all the same scene. It's we'll, the same we'll talk scene. about it. We'll we'll we don't know. We're we'll not going to talk about it. Um, so, what did we think after watching this episode? Prediction wise, I mean, I thought after seeing this, I was like, nope, they're not. We're not going to get to issue eleven, issue twelve stuff for a while. I, I changed my mind after seeing episode two and seeing the pace that they were going. Yeah, seeing how how they can fit, how they can how they can extend, how they can take things from the comic that happened really far out and then put it into one, but then also spend a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And and one thing made me feel completely different about, which is interesting because the first episode made me think, oh fuck, they're gonna speed through this shit. Fast. And then the second episode made me feel that I like pushed the brakes super hard and was like, <laughs> oh fuck, we're wrong. Yeah, yeah. But it still went really fast because it's like, hey, look at how much, like we talked about at the beginning of this segment here. Yeah, they packed so much into this one episode that was shorter than episode one. That's why it's hard to talk about the pacing. Like yeah. they did more, but they still spent a lot of time on other things. Uh, it's just interesting. They did yeah. such a good job. Such a hard, such a hard thing to do. And they fucking did it in the second episode. Yep. I did say. You know, because Ryan, you were not you and I were talking back and forth like after it ended, we were trying to make predictions and we agreed, you know, it's not going to end with issue uh, 11 or um, yeah, 11 and 12. Um, we're like, well, what else could we see? And I, I said Doc Seismic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was I right? Stay tuned. We'll have to see in just a few seconds. Here we go. I wasn't ready before. Now I am. Okay. Hello? Guys? Are we here? Okay. Oh, hey. Oh. Oh. All right. Ryan and I were just talking shit about you. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) All right, so... So uh, episode we're back. three, episode three. Here we are. Instantaneous. Instantaneous. Somewhat, somewhat instantaneous. Uh, oh, take a gosh. Ollie hair on my microphone. Oh, Ollie. All right. So before we begin um, the episode three recap, uh, I just like to show my notes 
that I took for the episode <laughs> that are all handwritten. So, Bill, what did you what did you say to us when we talked about how uh, how difficult and how long uh, our notes were when we did episodes one and two? So TJ showed showed us his after we did the the episode two recap, and he was like, "Look at all that I have." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Miners, minor similar to TJ's. And I was like, bro, that's so much. Like, why do we need to do that? And then as I caught, as, as I was on page five of mine, I'm like, you were like oh, I'm dude, not going to do that much. I'm not going to do that much. I'm going to catch so much shit for having all this stuff. But, but it's, e- it's easier to do talking points. You know what you I know, mean? Here, so. here, Bill, the thing that you should be catching shit for is not writing as much as you did. It's the fact that you wrote with pen and paper like you were in the fucking 40s. Did I you it. did it have a feather on the end of the pen? <laughs> he kept no, but to I had to dip ink. it in ink. Yeah, yeah, I had to dip it in ink. It was a fountain like pen. Harry Potter. All right, everybody's yeah. been listening for well over 2 hours at this point. Let's let's do this. They just want to All right. Die. So, They're episode 3 hearing our voices. And episode 3 was is called if I'm not cur- if I'm not incorrect, um who you call an ugly. Yes. Right? Yes. Is that right? And so, so uh what was it what clocking was in at? Did anybody get the time? I did because I knew we were going to bring this up. I wrote them down. So episode one, 47.15. Episode two, 44.12. Episode three, 42.08. So a whole oh. five minutes less than episode one. Wow. Ooh, Which is understandable considering what we got at the end of episode one. But so let's yeah. do round robin. Let's figure out who, what were your, what were your quick you know, thoughts of episode three. Oh, man, I feel like this is going to be the most difficult one to get my thoughts on, not only because of what happens in it, but because it's the one I've watched the least. Um, It has my favorite scene out of all three episodes, but it Mm -hmm. also has uh, a couple interstitials that feel the most random. Um, But we're also at the point now in the in the series where um, storylines have moved far enough along that it just feels like we're just watching that drama that Robert Kirkman said that he wanted to go for this family Mm -hmm. drama. And so it's, it's weird because it feels like we're in it at this point. Um, which is why when we get to a, 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 a a scene, a good ways towards the end, it's like, this feels a little not tacked on, but it felt a little out of place. Um, but overall really liked it. I don't know if I don't know if it'd be my least favorite. It might be. But again, like I said, it has an, a couple really incredible scenes. Not only one, not just my favorite scene, but also a few other really good scenes. Mm-hmm. OK, TJ? You, TJ. Um, so first off, I will say that it is by far out of the three, the the best usage of music. Yeah. Like like actual not just like background music, but I mean, like of actual like yep. songs and stuff like so good and like my the there's multiple moments but probably not one you're th- you're thinking i'm thinking there's of, three we'll get it's to crazy it. yeah, yeah dude um so yeah there's that more humor that kind of continued from dude. the humor was so good i'd almost uh, say the humor was better in three than it was in two uh, I would not say that for I would n- never, ever say that. Uh, hold, remember that you're saying good. this, TJ. Remember that you're saying this. I know it's I funny, with Ryan. but think of two. We, won't, we don't have to go back. We just went over two. But like, <laughs> dude, like Alan and his eye and his, the rocks and, and Rex blowed and all. Oh, like, Got it. Yep. OK, um, I think it's my second favorite out of the three. And I know it's blast for me to say that that one is is my least favorite. Doesn't mean it was bad. It was just it was. You know what it was up until the end, and that's what it needed to be because that's how the comics are. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I just, I love two and three. Mm-hmm. So I will say that 
no, but when everyone talks about invincible, nobody ta- and I've said this a million times, nobody talks about the first like trade. Like it's, it's not, it's, it's hard to get through. It's, it's, and that's kind of like where episode one falls, but it's really, it's still really good. Um, I would agree with you, TJ. I would agree that that episode three, especially after watching it again to like get these notes and actually doing a deep dive, Ryan, I think that you'll understand scenes that happen and they'll make more sense once we do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll feel less random. Yeah. But I, I think to your point, Ryan, that this, it feel, it felt like, they got their groove on. They they don't have to make Mark so much Mark. You know what I mean? They don't have to make Nolan so Nolan-y. They don't have to make Rex so Rexy. Like, like because that's introduction. Like, here I am, I'm Rex. And then this is just like, I'm, I'm an established character in this universe. I don't have to be so over the top and crazy. I don't have to be in your face. Like, the jokes land better because they feel kind of more natural. And I will say and, that I do. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. No, that's it. I'm done. I think I do think that Rex was very Rex in this episode, and I would almost but better. argue, yeah, better. But I would almost argue also that Nolan may not have been like so harsh as he was in two, but he was. He had his moments in this for sure. Subtly though, like subtly that it didn't have to be like so obvious, you know. That's, we'll we'll get to like it. what you were saying, Bill. Okay. I agree that this one felt a little bit more natural and it felt more like in its place. Like everybody, it wasn't introductions it wasn't mm-hmm. like we were hindered by introductions which is a lot of episode one and episode two this one really had you know much, much focused a lot less on that and just let mm-hmm. people breathe a little bit but like i said there was still a little bit of a randomness to it for me but again maybe talking about maybe maybe talking it out let's let's see okay here just, we go before we dig in can i can i just be the first one to uh <laughs> yeah to say this on the po- on the Invincible podcast, unless we say uh, it in the intro, and I beat you because, to it. Wow, that'd be fucked up if you did that because we haven't recorded that yet. <laughs> uh, that because this wasn't news at the time, but Invincible is being voiced by Academy Award nominee fucking Steven Young. Dude, that's big. Mm-hmm. That's, that's huge. So cool. And I watched Minari, and it was. I was going to see if you guys good. wanted to do a Amazon like watch thing where we all watch at the same time because i'm really excited to watch it i just haven't had a chance to me is it is it very subtitled it it looks very like 90 percent no no most most of it is in english yeah really the trailer is like all subtitles like all which doesn't bother me pan's labyrinth is one of my favorite movies of all time so it it wouldn't bother me but it just caught me off guard yeah just Uh, wanted to call that out you really liked it though tj yeah i really enjoyed it do you think he um he stands a chance yes Dude, that'd be so cool. Can you imagine? That's great. Can you imagine? Oh, that's great. And then he's gonna be. He and then he's gonna retire from Invincible season two. He's again. also and the he's... first, the first uh, Asian American, yeah. to ever be nominated for best actor. Yes, that's fucking huge. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. Congrats, what are you saying, Bill? That uh, he, he, I feel like he's more welcome being an Academy Award winner on this cast than less welcome. With with the likes of J.K. Simmons and J.K. Simmons is, uh, a, is Academy Award that's what winner. I mean. oh, and yeah. uh, 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 um, Titan, Mahersha Ali, Sandra O. Oh. Does okay. Sandra O oh have a? She probably does. If not, I don't I'm think sure so. Does. No. But anywho, so anywho. are we ready to start our uh, episode three recap? Yes, we I are. I think I think the listeners are screaming at us to start it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Let us begin. So first and foremost, cold open as always. No Steve. No Steve. No Steve. Shocking yeah. for us. We expected uh, a little bit of a like a, a clip of Steve 
every single time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a prediction that we're not going to see him again until the season finale. Season finale will open with Steve. I'm going to go one step beyond and say beyond episode seven, not the season finale. I'm going to go two steps, three steps beyond and say that we are going to see him probably in the next episode. Oh, so episode yeah. four. Hmm. Episode four. Episode four or five. I think it's going to be a pretty reoccurring theme. Okay. So okay. we get we get the funeral service that we saw in the comic book, kind of. Um, Nolan gives his speech. He flies in with jets, which is pretty cool. But his speech is kind of like optimistic. You know what I mean? Like he talks about all the characters and, and you know, how how he's done so much stuff with them and how they were all great. But then he was very much talking about the future and looking for the future. Um, the next generation which, of heroes, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, when kind of like planting, planting the seed, like, Hey, the Viltrumites, you know, well, it's like, Hey, when, when you need a hero, it's me. So just remember right. that it's me that when you right. need something, look up yeah. this guy this right guy. here, this guy right here with this going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so a deviation from the comics, which I thought made so much sense. An excellent um, addition to the show, an excellent change, a second funeral where the graves were so actually cool. – where the bodies were actually buried. And and Eve, I think, made mention that, you know, grave robbers and, and people who want, you know – The first one was just for show. So, yeah, the first one was just for show. And we get a really awesome scene. The writing was fantastic with Olga, who is Red Rush's wife or girlfriend, saying he's finally standing still. And I still can't see him. Yeah, they won't and even let me see just, him. Yeah, oh. uh, it was it was fantastic. So, um, and at the end of that scene, we get um, more Damien Darkblood. Mm-hmm. So I, when he, I, I do like the again little uh, little added you know detail that the uh, family of Aquarius don't need umbrellas. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, so before, so after she says that and after they go over, we get the intro screen. Um, Invincible, we get even more blood and the yeah. music is very somber. So we get the same, um, we get the same uh, blood splatter that was there, but it's now added to it. So it's just right. adding yeah. on blood. And it is right. the same like six tone intro, but like the first one, the first time it happens, like, did, 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 you know, kind of thing. Uh, this one, the same notes, but really somber. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, so anyways, more Damien Darkblood. Uh, this is where he actually talks to Nolan and, and he says only survivor, you know, he says some stuff like that. And he's like, are you insinuating something? And Damien Darkblood says, I'm sorry, human communication kind of like, I, I don't really quite understand it. Um, the nuances of human communication, yeah. I don't understand. And then because we get he, more. He's, he's accusing him of of being the one to kill the guardians without saying so much. Right, exactly. Right. He's he's kind of questioning him without saying so much. So what's interesting, and I'm curious as to what you guys think, Damien Darkblood's character is was in the comic book supposed to be very much like Rorschach, like he trench coat hat. His face looked kind of like Rorschach. Herm. Herm. He's kind of a joke. In the comic, like he's a yeah. running gag. Um, yeah. Like by the time he solves it, everyone's like, "Yeah, we already know, bro." Um, he shows up in Wolfman. Same thing. He's kind of like a joke. It but in the like animated he's... series, they keep bringing up backstory that they're not they're not giving us. They keep ref- they keep referencing his past mm-hmm. and where he came we from. We get something really cool and this, his, this and episode. retribution and, and right. redemption. 
we're going to get a lot of story with yeah. Damien, I think. Do you That's guys awesome. think – yeah, and and this is this is going to be one of, my, one of my hot takes, and I want to talk a little bit about it. Do you think that he's going to be just taken more seriously, added as a serious character throughout, in the show, and, and going to be developed as someone cool like from hell and you find out more about him? Or do you think it's going to be the same as the comic, just more funny because they're really trying to develop him as a serious character? No, the first thing. The first thing. It's going to be the first one because Kirkman did say in a past interview that he always intended to do more with Damien in the comics, uh, and I think that he's using the animated series as an opportunity to do that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. So just I'm all for, by the way. I think that's really cool. If we get that, if we get that side story that Kirkman never got to tell in the comics, where Mark and the team go to hell or something like that to do something, give me that episode. That'd be cool. Oh yeah, he did say something Remember? about that. that that's that's yeah. what's, it's, ah. that's what oh, it's setting up yeah. for. That is, you're right. Very cool. Um, also, at the funeral, Cecil ran into robot and said, "You know, you might be circuits and stuff like that, but again, uh, men- making mention to the fact that he is just a robot, mm-hmm. um, and you know, other than that, he's nothing more, just a hollow shell. But he wants them to create a new team, and he wants them to run the new Guardians and answer directly to Cecil. So. That's that's where we leave the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, we go home. Mark and Debbie are all very upset. No one walks in and is like, let's get pizza. Doesn't care. And he doesn't care I could, at I could all. Be, and, I could be to Naples and back before the cheese stops bubbling. I love that line yeah. for some reason. It's so cool. <laughs> so he, Mark snaps, you know, at Debbie and saying, you know, why don't you bring William over? And, and Mark's like, how should we, uh, you know, so what? We can buy comics and. And um, no one's like, whoa, bro, you need to leave work at work and home at home. He's like, this is your first time with this. You need to separate it, which makes his insensitivity a little bit more like understanding in that aspect. We kind of know why he's, you know. Yeah, but but at the same time, and that's why they're doing this, a hero should never have that mindset. It should should stay with you. That's what makes like that. Okay, so that's literally what makes Batman Batman is because he lives with it and he he feeds into it like all the time. Like he's always feeling that, you know what I mean? That's what I feel like makes a good hero is that they can't let shit like that go. That's what motivates them to constantly go out there. Nolan Mm -hmm. is trying to encourage the Viltrumite way in this right in exactly. his viltrumite way and mark it has his humanity and so that's right. what makes mark mark that kind of hero and what makes nolan right. that kind of hero and that's We're, that and that's what's cool about it and we get this again in another scene like and that's all playing towards where the season is headed we're, we're dancing around spoilers here we're being very kind of yeah but we know we're, we hey, know, we know we're, where we're going we're gonna, we're gonna spoil right. the first right. we're gonna you know 20 issues you know it's, yeah. And it's rel- it's relevant. You know what I mean? I think it's hilarious um, when I hear you rustling through your pages. Just want to yeah, call that you out. You can hear him. Um, <laughs> so, oh, also worth mentioning, Donald set, set up across the street monitoring uh, Mark and the family, um, as Cecil had made mention in the last episode, yep. to kind of make sure that, you know, whoever did it doesn't come back. But we know we know why. We know why he's there. Um, so we get a funny scene. Mark's up in his bedroom and he calls Amber. And this is Zazie Beats. It's her time to shine. It's her scene. She is so fucking funny. Um, her and Mark have really fun banter back mm-hmm. and forth. Go ahead, TJ. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I know I brought this up at episode two, but after rewatching episode three more, like preparing for this, like I would date the shit out of Amber. Like she's, yeah. she's coming, like even just to be a friend, like <laughs> she's so cool. Like, she, like I just want to hang out with her. Yeah. 
She's becoming yeah. one of my favorite characters of the animated show. And she wasn't yeah. in, my, in the in the in the series. I never really cared for her in the series. She's becoming one of my favorite characters in the mm-hmm. show. We we did talk about that a lot. We talked <laughs> yeah. about how Amber's being fleshed out and the love triangle is going to be way harder to kind of like, you know, find out or I mean, figure knowing, out who you want. Knowing where that relationship with Amber and Mark goes and the things that they deal with is going to be I'm really fascinating with this Amber. Yeah. Because this Amber isn't the Amber in the comics is a little more aloof. This yeah. Amber isn't. So it how is, is not she, how opposite. At, exactly. So how is she going to call him on his going, shit? Yes. Which yes. is really mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. When when spoiler spoilers spoiler season here, um, when Amber finds out like who Mark is, it's going to be interesting, like how how her relationship changes with him. And, yeah. and I think I don't think that she's just going to disappear, though, because she does disappear in the comic book. She goes away and then we see her in one issue and then that's kind of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like she's do you think like she's going to I think this I think a similar thing will happen. Yeah, I think a you similar think so? thing will happen, but it, mm-hmm. she's going to be like pissed off or like i mean she's good she you can already tell like i don't want to get too far past issue 20 because we're we're dancing around that but she she is very she is very headstrong and she's very in her ways and i feel like now i'm getting really deep but i feel like it's going to come down to the point where she's like you know that i'm like this and what it took for me to like really put myself out there because i'm not that way and Mm -hmm. and this ended up happening and it's gonna it's gonna break her do you think that Amber would be a character that Robert Kirkman would decide to kill in the show. I I think mm-hmm. that I think that her character could be even more relevant if something like that did happen. No, I can't. I don't. I, I don't can't. think. No, so. no. I, I just don't see a happen. point to it. Just to I, I do. I I do. I think that it could motivate Mark in a certain way. I think that I, that it could. <clears throat> I think the way that their relationship goes in the comics is a better story than her dying. That's why I I, I can see where you're coming from, Bill, where that could cause what what that could lead to, especially with this version of Mark that we're getting. But Mm -hmm. I I really want to see the, the, the discussions and the conversations that happen with, you know, similar to what happened in the comic with this Amber. Right. I don't know. But yeah, right. I do like this Continues. scene. I like the humor in it. Uh, the way she, you know, fucks with Mark saying that who, and he like sits back down, and then he stands back up again. Yeah. Like the 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 animation, the, the way they timed out the humor mm-hmm. was really good. It is very good. So they they decide to have a study date, and she's gonna come over, and they're gonna talk about school stuff. Um, the next scene we get a very infamous scene from the comic book: Eve flying into the Teen Team headquarters and walking in on uh, Rexplode and Duplicate. So, uh, yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Do you have thoughts? Um, not yet. I will later. I, I liked Eve's reaction um, because in the comic book, it's just like it's a face and she's just like, oh, my God. Well, she falls um, to the ground it, saying, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't and actually then, um, see uh, what you don't what see happened. anything. Yeah, yeah. You don't see anything um, here. You get her being like, you piece of shit, like calling Rex a piece of shit, yeah. him running out and, you know, saying that, you know, oh, I thought you were with Mark or whatever. Um an interesting little, there, I, little I, addition. I do have more to say on this. I will talk about it later. Okay. Um, the next scene we get Mark at the tryouts um, talking to Robot and, you know, Robot's like, you know, why are you even here if you won't try out? And he's like, how could I miss this? And he, and he um, said, like, I talked to my dad about it and he doesn't, you know, he wants to train me himself. 
you know, and, and even in episode two, he mentions that, you know, I know you don't like teams, you know, mm-hmm. he's never been a member of the Guardians. <laughs> so, like. so here's a prime example of what makes this so funny, because they're having this conversation and Mark is just like, is that Fight Force? Why are they even oh, here? Oh, my God. It's so funny because he's like, yeah. hey, like robots saying like so and so's here. So and so's here. And Mark's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, is that Fight Force? Why are they even here? Like yeah. the way, and then, he, and then oh. right back, and then right back into the conversation that they yes. they had. So it's not like the comedy had to be like waiting for a laugh track to happen, which is how it almost is in the first this, two episodes. This, this one this is was super just like subtle right and it. just so smart. It was just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so TJ, the tryouts start, and it's robot talking, and we got the ladies and gentlemen, and we got. Ladies and gentlemen. Do you have the list of songs, TJ, or do you want me to pull it up? What's this what's the song, TJ? I know that you know it. It's called Rocket Fuel. Rocket Fuel, yeah. By DJ Shadow and De La Soul. Yes. The uh and then go ahead, Bill. The just the tone of this scene was fucking perfect. It was and Whoever chose this song for this scene, mm-hmm. like, good for you. Good Just for you. Just literally as, it's, as it it's, like, subtly coming in, like, na 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 like, And you see and, like, Adam Eve, like, like warming yeah, up and yeah, the, the one guy, oh, like, perfect. flexing. It was fucking perfect. Yeah, it's great. And, and we got – and it's and it's a really cool edited and put together scene because the entire time you have Rex doing a monologue over it, like, yes. you know, what it takes to be a new guardian what, and what yeah, are – What they're are, looking um, for. Yeah, what are attributes of a, of a good hero? You know, it's not just being the strongest, but it's also about having heart. Yeah, and and see, you know, we see that. Black Samson uh, fighting. Yeah. We see shrinking Ray, and I love the way she shrinks like a little bit, yeah. and then a little, like oh. do, do 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 Yeah, yeah, changing her state, and it's a girl. Yeah, it's a it's a girl. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we get Black Samson. Um. So Rex begins to introduce after they they do a little fight. Interestingly enough, if you guys look in the background, there is a character that looks just like Haley Joe Osmond. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I fucking and, caught that shit. And he's got he's got. A I big, told us it, to pause. It looks <laughs> just it fucking him. like him. It yeah. looks just like him. Yeah. Um, and if you listen to our Kirkman episode, I think I asked him, didn't I? Or was he, that afterwards? He might have asked I, him afterwards. I, I think I it was afterwards. He, yeah, he did confirm. Well, he didn't confirm. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, maybe there's. He a, did not confirm. He said it looks like him, but in his. No, he was like, oh, there might be a character that may have been inspired by Haley Dawson. No. Yeah, yeah, something something along that. Typ- oh, it's a typical Kirkman 100% fashion. 100% him, though. Um, so we get Rex introducing the new Guardians, and he's like, and Monster Girl. And Rex in- Dude, interrupts it's, him. It's, oh, my God. It's and- Shrinking Ray, Duplicate, Monster Girl. And there's a pause, and then Rex so like. Wait. Like, just go. But there's there's <laughs> subtle. There's very subtle background music just like typical background music and it just stops abruptly yes. and he just starts laughing yeah. it was the done cuts so out. hilariously yeah yeah and he just uh, starts laughing i mean oh, we can every talk time about, i watch that i laugh out loud literally every talk, time it doesn't get old we can talk about the dialogue and then and him saying, just saying like, verbatim yes just everything about this this interaction yeah. him saying are you know isn't there a age requirement who is this and then it cuts to everyone and they're all like yeah, just like and, then, and Monster Girl says, and like, oh, Amanda right. says, isn't there a dick size requirement? Like, so and, quick. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, for what? Your little dick? For something. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what's awesome is that I was rewatching this at work and I had it just on speaker on my phone, and there were people, my coworkers, that had never seen this, don't even know what it is, and they heard, isn't there a dick dick size requirement? And he was like, what? And then they started listening to this interaction, not knowing what the fuck it was, and laughing hysterically. Yeah. Like, it was so fucking awesome. Um, so, And then, dude, Rex 
grabbing, which shout out to the way he takes like coins. He has like the coin dispenser kind of thing. Yeah. He takes a coin. I'm about to, what does he say? I'm going to teach you some motherfucking motherfucker. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's so good. So good. It's so good. Dude, Jason Mansukas is like the, whatever you call it, the, 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 the one, the, the one that surprised me and impressed me the most. I had uh-huh. I did it was not, the one I was most nervous about. Like, and he like, killed it. Perfect. Crushed perfect. it. He crushed it in episode three. Mm-hmm. In episode two, this is what I was talking about, is that he was over the top. Every line he said was... Which was worked 75% of the dead. time. Oh, yeah, dude. but... like, But it was very oh, much like... Oh, robot's got bad news. Yes, What's the bad news, robot? But that was but that was a hundred percent of the time, TJ. This he's actually having like he, he he's not at a hundred percent. He's just got it toned down. But yes. it's natural. It's all normal. the uh, all, all think, the jokes were. I didn't get to go to high school. Like they were all very like shouty. These ones were yeah. very like just him being him. And oh, dude. guys, the best way I can describe it is Ryan. To your point, it's like it's like I didn't get to go to high school. Pause. Laugh track. Continue. This is very much like it's just. I'm about like to if teach you and I you were fucking talking, you'd, you'd, yeah. the fu- and so, Fuck. so she knock transforms her. She fights just half of them, knocks part. him through. Oh, I guess you missed my tryouts. It's like the yeah. way that was all handled and like yeah. was so well done. And the then, coolest dude, part, yes. Rex charging up that wand, and you seeing his fucking skeletons, like his his uh, bones. We coined it. His boomstick. Sorry, yeah. Um, like glowing and charging, which yes. is awesome because you didn't see that in the comic at yes. all until certain parts. But I thought you were going to re- awesome. reference something else because he gets punched against the wall, spits out his teeth, charges yeah. up his teeth, teeth. oh, and yeah. then throws Rose his teeth. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, "I'm going to wipe that smile off your ugly face." Green face, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, uh, even robot up there. Mark's like, uh, "Should we stop this?" So Mark does. Mark mm-hmm. stops the fight. Um, and so then it goes right back. So we get this like two minute fucking awesome scene. And then it goes right back to the same shot of them lined up. And then Rex continuing to say who the guardians are. Um, well, can we back it up for a second? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely back it up. You missed okay. like, so, so he, first of all, he just punched that girl. Yeah. Mark, oh, like, like he yeah, the girl and then he, yeah. they're like, he just punched that girl. Like he just punched and, that and little then, girl. And then she just straight then, up was like, goes, no, she's like, it, it, that was my bad. She's like, I'm sorry. She, and I love this line. She goes, um, and I'm, I'm sorry about the dick joke. I'm sure your junk is awesome. But yeah. like, like they say that he punched a girl and Mark goes, Oh shit. Like another great quiet moment. That's really funny. Yeah. And then she, mm-hmm. she goes up and she's like, yeah, sorry. You, you know, that kind of ticks me off, you know? And then I when see people call and me then, a kid and I go, yeah, like she does this. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, they go back to the scene and they finish. <laughs> Rexplode. <laughs> Rexplode is on the team with Adam Eve. Um, and Eve doesn't want to be on the team. Oh, with Duplicate. Doesn't want to be on the team. What, Ryan? Gonna, is it just more of the. There's, there's another about? thing. There's another I'm gonna, thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to shit blood. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh fuck! I wrote you, that down. you barely hear it though. It's you so subtle in the background. It. He's like, and Monster Girl, and he goes, "I'm gonna shit blood." Yeah. <laughs> but did you see how he didn't? He wasn't like, "I'm gonna shit blood." Yes. Like, yes. And and again, yeah. there's both good. Are you but saying this you didn't one. like? You didn't like him in episode two, Bill? I thought I, it was perfect. I, I, I loved said episode two. If you if you listen to episode recap and like what my Dude. initial reactions were, <laughs> I talked about how he's very over the top 
episode. Uh, but it works. Yes. But ep- after watching episode three, this is the this is where he needs to be. Episode is two like is it. where you like him. Episode three is where you love him. And TJ, like, I'm giving it to him. I did not yeah. like. Yeah. Holy shit! Like, this is the best. This episode three of what I, what Invincible is, is like, the best iteration of of uh, Rex Blood we've ever gotten. I don't know why I just snapped. We we glitched. Are yeah. we still recording? We're yeah, we're still going. We're okay. good. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but I feel like that's what makes Rex Rex is that he has those over the top moments and he has those subtle moments. Yeah, that's just kind of who he is. Yeah, and I like both. Right. So, continuing on. So, um, gets new members. Mm-hmm. Eve doesn't want to be a team. So then the next scene is, um, oh, so Mark and Eve fly away, and this is where Eve tells Mark that. Uh, they that she walked in on them having sex and or cheating on him and and how you know Rexplode made mention of how they thought that she she was like they, they thought I was with you you know what I mean and he just kind of like uh like grazes Mark's over like, like it's no big <laughs> deal crazy. Yeah. and that started with the fact that that Eve said that she does not want to be a part of any team with Rex on it so she's not on their team she's not on this team yeah so then the next scene that we get is the first meeting of the teen team. Um, in the team team headquarters and, and he, you know, Rex, uh, or I'm uh, sorry, robot makes, um, it's actually the new comment. guardians. Well, yeah, the new guardians, mm-hmm. but he, but he's like, you know, this is, we're just meeting here until the guardians, the, the forensics team is done in there and then we'll be moving over there. Um, so he starts to go over an itinerary and they're not getting along at all. Black Samson I makes love this scene. Yeah. I love like him being like, uh, Kate, where's Kate prime? And she's like, Oh, I'll fill her in. Like, yeah. I like that little interaction. I like yeah. uh, Shrinking Ray being like, um, are we supposed to be a team? Are we supposed to work together? The whole yeah. Rex thing. I mean, obviously him like like saying this bullshit and lighting the itinerary on mm-hmm. fire or the schedule on fire. But him saying like to the to Black Samson and Black Samson, um, he's like he calls him dad. And then Black mm-hmm. Samson gets in his face and he's like uh, threatens to beat him so bad that he will all he can do is call him daddy again or something like that yeah. and it's the such a great talks, line you call him daddy yeah that carrie uh kari payton killed it i love yeah. that he says that one line and it cuts to everybody else watching and they're all like yeah it's great yep so then i mean rex is funny in this scene he's like what does this guy do didn't i already make fun of the fact that you have no powers you have a suit that runs on batteries he's mm-hmm. like let's just get eve back in here yeah um the the most notable part though is that we get so they talk about practicing three times a day or whatever it is. And, and monster Amanda's like, I can't do that. And she talks to Rex and says, why? So we get backstory as every time that she transforms, she gets younger. And mm-hmm. she talks about how she's much, much older and how, you know, her dating life sucks because she either dates people who are like pedophiles or, <laughs> you know, 13 years old. Yeah, there's there's no middle ground. And, and, and then. The- uh, not to say that, you know, she doesn't say this in the animated series, but from the comic, we know that at this point, she's 28 years old. Yeah. She doesn't say how she's, old she she's is? She's in her 20s. She, I think she said she's... I think she says, I'm, I'm, I might not look it, but I'm so-and-so years old. I think oh, she says it in the animated series? Yeah. I think oh, so. Greg, and, and Greg Griffin does incredible as her. Like, the, like yeah. her and Shrinking Ray are the same voice actress. It's Azula from Avatar. And yeah. she's awesome. She does yeah. such a good job here. Yeah, it is really good. But then she gets, again, a conversation with Robot where um, Robot's like, you know what? I understand, you know, the world sees 
one side of you and doesn't get to see like who you really are. And she's like, what are you talking about? How do you know that you're just a fucking robot? Mm -hmm. And then it pans off and it leaves robots standing there. And you're like, what? There's a lot of seeds being planted here. And then, and then it ends with Nolan glaring in on this whole thing. And he's like pathetic. Like that was an interesting choice. I don't know if I fully understand that. Having Nolan there. Yeah. He's just, I mean, his son was there. Was he though? No, because they flew no. off. Him and Eve flew off. What was he doing there? Why was he watching them? Is that one of the random scenes that you're like... It wasn't what I was thinking of, but yes, it is. it does feel a little random. Hmm. I don't watching. think that... I mean, obviously we know he has something against the Guardians, and he yeah. saw them as a threat or for whatever you know reason. Uh, is he scoping them out too? Uh, I would assume so. Just I to think be like, these to... are the heroes now. This is what we've got. This is that's, right. what, I t- that's what I think it is. Yeah. These are the protectors of Earth, like, other than me, pathetic. really. Right. It just was weird that he was actually there, like at the base. I don't know. Right. <clears throat> now we get another fucking awesome scene. William and Mark in Mark's room prepping for Amber's date. <laughs> so he's like, this has got to go. This has got to go. These comic books are childish. And, and Mark makes mention that being a nerd is cool now, you know, so maybe she'll be into it. Yeah. Dude. And, that, and, then, and then he's like, well, she, will she be into the hand lotion and the tissues? And he just like bats him into the garbage can. There's a line that like, he's like, he makes fun of him for the toy or something. And Mark says, yeah, isn't being a nerd cool now? You dick. Like yeah. the, the, the delivery on that was also really funny. Yeah, like real life. You know what I mean? Like people like teenagers talk like that, yeah. you know, I really like that. It didn't, line. Yeah. And it didn't have to be like, yeah, it flowed really well. Um, so then the doorbell rings. Amber comes in and you see all this shit just being thrown out the window, which <laughs> is an awesome visual gag. And the last thing to get thrown out like a second after everything else is the fucking garbage can. With the tissues. Yeah, the tissues in it. The tissues. Um, So Amber comes in and she's like looking around his room and like, oh, what's this? What are these comic books? And he's like, oh, yeah. What I liked about the scene was that he was super honest. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he's like, yeah, William thought that you'd be into that stuff. And and um, well, she picks up a book and she and he says, uh, William thought that I should read this book to make it look like I was interested in you. Right. And then I mean, she interesting. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he correct him, corrected himself. And then after she, he shows her, her the comic book, she's like, oh, she's like, maybe I can read these. Can I borrow these to kind of show you that I'm interested? Oh. Oh. So awesome. Great stuff. scene. And then mm-hmm. his phone starts ringing. And another funny scene where he, he hangs up and then it dials again and he turns it off. And <laughs> his phone rings again. And um, and then uh, like Cecil, well, Amber is like, well, maybe I'll go to the bathroom if that's an important phone call. And then Cecil teleports in right away and is like, bro, if you want to be a fucking superhero, you answer your goddamn phone like you don't have the luxury of not being mm-hmm. a hero anymore. You, you yeah. can't I do like, all these things. I like the how he was like getting nervous and he, and he goes, it's OK. She hasn't flushed yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he's so, like, oh, so he says, yes, I agree. You know, uh, don't you? Oh, and then Cecil says, like, uh, you know, don't you want to be the hero? Get the girl. Mark's like, well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of sexist. But yeah. 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 Awesome again. Uh, um, so so he talks about how Doc Seismic is attacking Mount Rushmore. And he's like, oh, Eve's, are, Eve's already on, on yeah, route. Eve's already, and he's like, oh, Eve's there. And then Mark is like, all right, I'll help. He's like, what state is Mount Rushmore? <laughs> he does it twice, though. It doesn't he say like, yeah, uh, all right, I'll go. 
Where is Mount Rushmore? No, so or, so so when they're flying there, um, Cecil says where it is, and then Eva's like, "I know where it is. I'm not." Yeah, but an I idiot. thought there was something in the room where he he says, "Yeah, I'll go." Where am I going? Mount Rushmore. Oh, okay. Where is Mount Rushmore? Like, yeah, is that yeah. is that One beat? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Um, so then uh, Amber comes Amber back in, and he's like, "I got to help my dad, my dad's friend, with this thing. You know, I'll be right back." And it's an hour later. It takes one hour for him to mm-hmm. do this. Because Amber makes mention afterwards how she's been waiting for an hour. So anyways, they're flying. Him and Eve are flying to Mount Rushmore. Cecil is telling him about Doc Seismic. And this is great because even he, like, even Cecil is like, we don't know what the fuck his motivations are. He's like, you know, or why he is the way he is. Maybe every time that that he uses these these seismic um, gauntlets Gauntlets. or gloves, uh, it gives him a slight concussion and and he's becoming more and more crazy. Um, So they go and, and, uh, fight Doc Seismic. It's really cool. It's really funny, too, because doesn't Mark, like, try to make a quip? And he's like, man, like, these just Doc, don't land ever. We get Doc Seismic uh, for a, a good amount of time before Mark and Eve show up because he's like... Yeah, and he's he's talking he's, about, uh, you know, the, the presidents and how, like, they were slave owners and they were mm-hmm. terrible people. Yeah. And, and now follow me. I, I'm your new lord and worship me. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, and he yeah, says Christ. something like this is how you get ahead in life. Or unless that's what Mark says. Or, either way, Doc Seismic does a bad quip. Mark There's catches, a lot of puns. Yeah, catches it. And he's like, you know, that's, you know, the puns are pretty bad. And then Mark does a pun. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, none of these work. Yeah, none um, of these are landing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I thought was OK. I don't know if it, it worked too well for me uh i feel like we've seen that a lot with spider-man and stuff where it's like oh you yeah know, bad puns sorry they don't work you know but i mean mark kind of do- has that attitude sometimes you know what i mean and, and he's yeah. he's trying to figure out who he is as i a think i like it more as mark figuring it out but not doc seismic figuring it's in it out. the comics like, too yeah. he was like work he said you know don't do whatever because i'm invincible oh no i totally get it like i said he's also tried different catchphrases that didn't work for him in the comics like yeah yeah, i think like i said i think mark working them out works for me but mark talking to doc seismic and adam eve about how they work or don't work it was a little too far you know reaching for me i guess two on the nose two on the nose maybe you know yeah Okay. Yeah, you know where it's just him talking about it. I don't know. Right. Again, it was fine. I liked it still. Yeah. Um, so we get a we get a cool fight. Um, I d- oh, there was something else though. There was I was gonna make mention that this is like the most anime this the show has looked. You know this fight scene with Doc Seismic hitting the gloves, the rocks bursting around him, the way he's like all I his thought his maneuvers I, and the way his, he fights and everything. His gloves, or as Mark calls them, <laughs> bracelets because they don't <laughs> hey, have you're fingers. wearing bracelet like yeah. Oh. Um, so the sound that they make is awesome. The sound like when a rock is being thrown at him and he goes like that and it like bursts and yes. crumbles. The sound yeah. editing is awesome. Yeah. A cool thing uh, that changed from the comics or that they evolved is that he can fly kind of like he uses his bracelets to create Hover. seismic waves and hovers. You know what I mean? And he, and he like flies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a family. They save him. At the end of this fight, is Doc Seismic dead? Because he, he dives into the into the lava and i like this too and like mark tries to save him and he like pushes him away from him with his with his gloves and like Like he doesn't he didn't want to be saved and 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 he gets surrounded by like all the falling rocks and stuff which is which is pretty cool yeah it looks like right as he like right before he would hit the lava he does the burst it makes a bubble and then he the like scene cuts away and it's like doesn't show it he's not he's not dead he's not i don't think he's dead 
No. Yeah. They think he's dead. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. We shall see. We know what happens, but you don't. Potentially. They, save a, they save a family. Mark spins through the ground. Yeah. Yeah. All that happens before that happens. Again. So I like this scene in a in a bubble. I feel like it felt a little random here. I don't know why, because I like Doc Seismic. I like everything that happened in it. But maybe because of like we've got the Amber stuff, the um, the tryout stuff, all that was super tight. And then this happened. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, all right, now let's go back to this. And it's like it. If I, I don't know. I don't think so. If at all. I, I felt like it was it, it's it's the normal life of a superhero. It's just an yeah. everyday thing, yeah. and and it's that that you know that Superman thing where he's got to make an excuse to get away, and then yeah, he's yeah. back home. Like right. it's, it, I think it showed, that's what it's showing. It, and not only that, but it showed Mark and Eve building a relationship with each other. You know, and, and it also sets up this next scene, which we'll get to, but basically where it goes into the fact of. Like Cecil was saying before, you're a hero. You got to give up your personal life. And I think it was more about him giving up Amber and leaving Amber than yeah. it was about the Doc Seismic fight. Right. Now, yeah. if we could, oh my Mark God. rushes home. He runs in the door, runs up the stairs, and no one is like, hey, 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 Mark, uh, <laughs> what, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And, then no one, and then Mark is so like – So before you say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to I, – I, I had to do this. I had to do that. And, and, and But Amber's up in my room, and he's like, oh, so you, you went off and – it's your girlfriend to go save the world huh so i do think that episode two was by far the funniest of the three but i will say that this moment was the the funniest funniest thing in all three in in all three episodes this i'm the more we're talking the more episode three again maybe maybe they're just different humors or different kinds of humor and i love that you like the humor in two more than three because that Mm -hmm. just goes to show how fucking great the show is Mm -hmm. but holy shit episode three is so funny just sitting here talking Mm -hmm. about it i want to watch it again just Mm -hmm. for the humor yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) he's doing the thing he's doing the thing so i'm a silly goose but mark is standing on the stairs listening to mark to to nolan lecture him and he's like "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm Yeah. <laughs> Nodding his head, and then it's it, and so then, subtle. And then, it, and then it goes to just Mark or just Nolan talking, and you don't see Mark, but you hear Mark going, oh, "Okay, okay, okay." It, oh my god, so funny! And and we the first time air, we watched it, we're laughing we so hard. hard. We, we talked laughing. to Robert Kirkman about that scene, and we were like, "That was fucking genius! Like that was so funny." And he talked about how one of the other editors or writers came that up wasn't with written. it. Yeah. yeah, it was um, just done like in it, editing. Yeah, yeah, it was done in editing after the fact, and just so fucking perfect, so, so funny. funny, so good. Yeah, that's um, so yeah, but obviously having that conversation about you know when to be a hero and you got to balance your your personal life and your hero life and everything like that, mm-hmm. all very important because stuff. He's just he's just trying to get to his room to see Amber, and he's like, you know, it's good that you're doing this. It's good that you're you know prioritizing being a hero over because there's going to be some choices and, there, mm-hmm. and he goes on and on and on and mm-hmm. it's all good stuff but at the same time along with the content that is needed yes. you get that that funny you know moment in the background too which is just perfect and he also like left his costume on and almost walked into mm-hmm. the room with it's just on. it's great it's great because what what nolan is saying is very important and means a lot and has a lot of like heart to it but it's exactly what a teenager would do. They'd be like, okay, 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 bye. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they don't care. All they want to do is make out with the girl that's in the room. They don't want. They don't fucking care about 
being oh, a hero. His, so his good. face, though, his face, just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, oh, it was and, and, and the way that he nods his head at the end, he's yeah. like, mm-hmm, uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking good. It's so good. Um, he rushes back in. Amber's reading a seance dog issue. He's like, oh, it's a good issue. And then she's pissed. She's like, you left me here for an hour. She's like, I thought, you know, why did I even come here? Um, Go ahead, Ryan. Before Mark left, he did talk about the underwater welder that sees ghosts on the bottom of the ocean. And oh, and here's Seance Dog. It's a Jack Russell Terrier who uh, is a master of the metaphysical arts. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. And she asks to borrow it. So it's, you know, more Seance Dog. It was just cool. But yeah, so right. she was sitting there reading it when he came in. Yep. Um, and then we get uh, the scene ends. And, and she says we that, get- they, they, that she finished all the trivia qu- or the trivia questions. The. Um, Study questions and see, like, so mm-hmm. what do you want to do now? And I think it ends right. Like that. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. And then we get to see the the big squid Cthulhu monster that no one was fighting. Mm-hmm. And Kaiju. Donald's like, yeah, Donald's like, I don't think this thing is dead yet. And then Cecil interestingly says, put it on ice. You never know when we're never when know. something like that might come in handy. And he says, I've never seen Omni Man on the ropes like that. Yeah. So Omni Man had a difficult time with him. Mm-hmm. And now Cecil might have something. Yeah, that gives him a hard time. Right, exactly. So the next thing that we get um, before we're pretty much done with the episode uh, is a pretty cool scene with Robot again. Uh, or sorry, with Rex, Splode. So Eve flies into the teen team thing and she's like looking at pictures, taking pictures down because she's quitting. And she hears fireworks going. So um, what do you, why, we don't know she's quitting, right? Or is she just cleaning? Well, she, I think she's just taking down photos of Rex. I, it looked like she was just taking all of her photos down, like cleaning. I out took her it the same way. Like she said, she wasn't going to be a part of the team anymore. Yeah, really. Like she, I don't know if yeah. that was clear then, because I didn't take it as that. I took it that way. This is two, two out of three, Ryan. So yeah. I think, huh? We're probably right here. So she hears fireworks. You're right because she wasn't part of the team meeting either. Right, and she did say that she didn't want any to, yeah. to be part of the team. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay then. Cool. Good. I love that. Excellent. Goes up to the the top of the bridge to find out where these fireworks are coming from with the big. Big smile on her face because presumably she likes fireworks. Uh, this song Rex. is to le- it's by it's called "Let It Go" by Birdie and Rhodes, and it, this is the moment that I was talking about in the beginning. Like the the music matched perfectly. It was yeah. it made yeah. it very yeah. sentimental and like oh shit like Rex I like is that like she, trying. I like that she thought she heard explosions or gunshots or something. She flies up there and she's that's why she's surprised she's, because mm-hmm. it's fireworks and that's cool. That's what much better than explosions. Yeah, you know, and, she it's, thought she, and it's Rex flipping coins up. Um, and then exploding into into fireworks. And he has uh, like a real somber moment with her. And, and he says, you know, he made a mistake that I think he said something along the lines of like, um, he's sorry, he can't help the way that he is, but he does still love Eve. And, and you know, can he get another chance? And Eve is like, no. He's like, and she's like, all you'll ever do is just ask for forgiveness. Something like that, I think, is what she said. Yeah. Um, which was pretty good. Yeah. So did you did you guys like that scene with that? That's one of my favorite scenes of the episode. mm -hmm. for Sure. I love this scene. But part of me has a problem. And this is what I was talking about earlier. I wanted more because you go back and you watch episode two and then Rex is cheating on her. So help me help me like this more because then Rex is cheating on her. And he's like, and this scene is so good. Like. It's super emotional with Eve. You see that they had this relationship. He loves her. She's clearly upset about this. We never saw that. We never saw any, like, why did he cheat on her? 
because he thought that her and Invincible, why did he think that her and Invincible were because they go to the same school? Is that the reason why he cheated on Eve? Because they showed up together? He was looking, he's, he's a narcissist. He's an egocentric maniac. He is selfish and he, he's always like not looking for the next best thing, but he's always just trying to like satisfy his desires. And that's the way that Rex is. Are you getting that because the the show showed you that? No, he like even, I, Ryan, I think the reason why I, I think it's perfect the way they did it, because they keep alluding to like, like, is he a nice guy? Like, he's not. He's such an asshole. Yeah, but they're there. But he, they showed us a little spark. Not fun, not intended, unintended mm-hmm. um, of like a little something there, like where maybe he does care for Eve. Like, Where is there more to spark? this? What are you referring to? That what he was trying to do, trying to apologize. You know what I mean. So you didn't that see was, it until after. Is what I'm saying. I wish I had seen that he, they were in a good relationship, other than okay. him kissing for two seconds and then him making fun of them going to the same school. They, well, they I wanted were, their, well, when, when they, I wanted when, him to be like truly like, holy shit. You don't. They're see it actually from Rex. together. Like, is you she don't really with it, Mark Grayson or with him? You don't see it from Rex because I don't think you're supposed to see it from Rex yet. But when in episode. Or in this episode, when um, when they first break up and they leave the tryouts and they're flying and she's flying with with uh, Invincible, Invincible goes, I never wanted to yeah. say this, uh, but he was he's now that you guys are broken up, he's such an asshole. And he goes and she goes, yeah, but he wasn't always like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, th- yeah. I feel like that little pieces, little pieces. I don't no, want to know, I know I just that feel he's a like, good guy. I feel like the betrayal. I, I feel like the betrayal of him cheating on her. Um, felt like, oh, they weren't in a serious relationship. They were just kind of dating. But then you get this scene, and it's so good and emotional. It's like, wow, they really love each other. They're... They're teenagers, dude. But at the same time, she didn't take them back. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the other thing, too. Rex is, is feeling loss for maybe one of the first times like this kind of loss, you know what I mean? Where he's, he realizes what he had and he understands that he fucked up yeah. and he now, and now he wants it back. You know what I mean? That's the way that I saw it is like you, he only wants it because he can't have it. You know what I mean? So he's trying to put on this big show for Eve thinking that she'll take him back, even saying like, I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. And she's like, yeah, you, you are. And you'll always, and you always will be. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, like again, I really do like the scene. I think all I wanted was, one more thing that showed me that he either really thought that something was going on between her and Invincible or he was like his reason for cheating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause I just, this scene showed me that they had such a deep relationship and I just didn't feel it before this scene. And this scene made me want that relationship. This scene made me want the Invincible and Adam, or I'm sorry, Rex uh, and Adam Eve, uh, backstory because you know the comic that we got because i like their relationship but leading up to the scene i feel like i didn't really see it all i saw was a guy that cracked jokes and kissed her once and then cheated on her and i didn't feel like it this scene i love this scene i just wanted more i guess I don't okay know. Yeah. i get what you're saying and and <clears throat> yeah yeah just yeah. otherwise yeah. Okay. the music tj holy shit like the music it, yeah. it, it's such a good scene i love it oh you're right. talking a lot about how you like this episode ryan interesting and i know that's why i said that uh, so I don't know. we get the last scene of of the show minus the post credit scene and it is uh fantastic awesome Mueller twins in jail mm-hmm. um talking about it's chicken pot pie night and they they break out um <clears throat> with the help of someone in a control room mm-hmm. um 
and it's it's pretty cool. Like they're they're fighting their their normal banter. They're getting shot at. And when they finally escape, a ladder comes down. They escape. They run out, and one of the Mauler twins uses the other one as a shield. And just lets him get obliterated by the lasers. And he's like, no worries. I'll make another copy. Not not to worry. Um, And then you find out at the end of the scene, Cecil walks into a room and it's Robot watching the monitor. So Robot helped the Mauler twins escape. Mm -hmm. What? I love the action in the Mauler Mauler Mm -hmm. twins fight scene, like the the ripping the panel off the wall. you know, the the guard with the hand on the scanner. Yeah, hitting like hitting the hitting it in different uh-huh. ways and like him the, trying to get it to work. And this one this? was Run the Jewels, Chase Me. And again, mm-hmm. a song directly from Baby Driver, which is yes. pretty cool. Perfect. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, Very this cool. This is kind of what we were talking about. Like, I mean, there's t- tons of other stuff too, other examples of this. But when we talked in our, what do you call them? Uh, like our comments that we made regarding you know our review of the of the first three episodes this is a perfect example of that where they give us more than what we see in the comic we mm-hmm. knew this happened in the comic but we didn't mm-hmm. actually see it because it because the bigger things of what's going on weren't revealed revealed until later and it was revealed as like one big thing yeah. then in this sense they decided to reveal it earlier in the story and give us this extra scene yeah. and actually show us robot breaking them out mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. actually see it it was awesome awesome so good yep, yep. very Love good it. scene uh credits roll um and then we get the after credit scene which is now going to be a pretty typical thing um which what is, is the debbie after credit scene yeah the after credit scene um debbie's sitting at home damien darkblood shows up and is asking her about nolan and is saying did he really not tell you anything to like you know, soothe your mind and, and, and put you at ease. And she's like, he didn't tell me anything. No, he's, he, he didn't see anything. He doesn't know anything. And that's all I know. Um, and then Nolan shows up. Oh, he, he says, if you remember anything, if he says anything, call me, you know, um, Nolan shows up and he's like, Hey, I thought I heard voices. And she very, I didn't think anything of it the first time I watched it, but after watching it again, I mean, if my wife was talking to a demon in the kitchen and I was like, Hey, what's that noise? And she was like, dude, Fucking Damien Darkblood just came in here and was asking me questions, but she didn't say anything. Yeah. Like so there's she one kept thing, it. There's one she thing kept we it to herself. There's one thing we didn't talk about or really dig into as much that happened earlier in this episode. But in the previous episodes, Nolan is acting weird, right? In the beginning of this episode, one thing we didn't talk about was right after the funeral. Uh, oh, that scene, yeah. They they had a conversation about how like she's like this could have been you. And he goes, huh, I'm not that easy to kill. Like very like, say that like, to say that to Olga. Well, well red rush hey, can run fast. That's not really a top tier. superpower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A premier superpower. And it, she's like, Holy shit, dude. Like what the fuck is wrong with you saying that? Like your, your, your friends just died. Yeah. Coworkers. And then, co-workers. And then, and then yeah, he corrects well, her. She says friends. Wow. And, then, and then he's like coworkers. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. like, Debbie's got to know that all of a sudden, and it is all of a sudden, he's acting weird. He didn't act like this before because in, I think it was episode one, he snapped on her and he she's like, what has gotten into you? Yeah. So he's all of a sudden acting strange and she sees that. So I think when Damien came to her, she's going to back up her husband and she's like, you know, being defensive. But at the same time, she's a little suspicious, so she's not going to say shit. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Cecil. Cecil is just, I know that's another thing. 
or that happened earlier in this episode is that it shows a quick shot of the surveillance team, like listening in yeah. in the van mm-hmm. outside their house. Like, like Cecil is suspicious. Debbie is now suspicious. So yeah. I don't know if I like Debbie being suspicious. Ugh. I don't know. This is this is one of those things that it's an area that we just don't know yet. I don't yeah. know how it's gonna like, play out. It I, might it might end up being awesome. I like Cecil being suspicious, but I kind of agree with you on Debbie because it we the need Debbie, the shock. Debbie thing, yeah, we need it we need it to hit hard. Completely unexpected. Think about this though, because it's it's dual layered. So you have Debbie now now being suspicious of Nolan. Right. And because obviously she talked to Damien Darkblood, she didn't say that he was there. Very suspicious. Then she goes away and Nolan breathes out uh-huh. cold, cold and goes and squints. And he knows that Damien Darkblood was there. So you have yeah, Debbie being suspects it. Maybe he, absolutely 100 percent. Why else would he be breathing cold <laughs> air? Why would he? So you have Debbie that's suspicious of Nolan. And now Nolan being like, why did she fucking why did she just lie to me? You know what I mean? So so I don't think it's that. Feel... I don't think it's that cut and dry, though. I don't believe oh. that he's like. I know Damien Darkblood is here. Uh, my wife is conspiracy. Has a conspiracy against me. It's not that cut, cut and dry. I, he's I think suspicious he's, of it. He's suspicious of that and of her. Like it's yeah. gonna make it. Yeah. Oh, this is weird, man. This is something yeah. so outside of what we got before in the comic. Right. So I mean, we're kind of tiptoeing around it. We're at the end of the episode. Good job, Bill. Yeah. Uh, all your notes came in handy. Excellent. I think you wrote them down. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll get you a new quill for next time. Uh, what are some predictions? We finally get to predict something. Yeah, this I'm is the first really time curious we... As to, so we, we talked about, literally, what we just talked about, like this dynamic with Nolan, like being very, um, like like changing and like being being kind of like, like dual personalities. Like he mm-hmm. can flip on a dime. Are they going to keep this going? Gonna, exactly. All exactly. the way to episode eight? So no. there has to be some kind of shift. Seven at the no way. Seven at the latest. There has so to be the some end kind of, of seven. So let's warn of spoilers right now because I again, mean, yeah, we're, we're going to be talk talking about, about what happens in issue right. eleven and twelve. Right. Yeah. So in issue four or episode four, uh, you're, we're going to get a lot of Amber and Mark. We're going to get them in high school dating. We're going to get Eve getting kind of jealous. Of that, um, we're probably going to see the Lizard League. I think we're oh going to because we need we need some sort of. League? All right, so here's here's my here's we got my Mars. We got Mars. We know there's Mars, Mars coming isn't up. Yeah, not yet. Mark needs to be more established as a hero. That's going to happen. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. So we we got um, Amber and Mark dating, Eve getting jealous, uh, the Lizard League and the New Guardians kind of acting like you know trying to to, to come together as a team, and I think. This episode is going to end with Rex getting pricked by a robot, and we're going to find out who Rudy is. No. That's my prediction. I, th- I don't think really we're going to find Rudy till the end. I think they're going to draw that a little bit longer. There might be a know. prick, and then there's going to be a Mueller showing up and seeing, mm-hmm. and then there's going to be Mueller's working on it. Can and I tell, and it's can I tell end you? With, I'm going to tell you why. Which might be after there's, issue twenty, so we're gonna dance they, around that. They need to push out the uh, the uh, robot thing, is because again, that one line that happened before the Guardians died, War Woman said, um, "Someone must be controlling him." Now, somebody who hasn't read the comic, me, 
I would be thinking, oh shit, it's robot. Robot is controlling and, That's great, and mind, mind warping. That's great. Omni Man. Why is robot doing this? But they would have to. They would have to give you enough ammunition to think that. So I think him That's pricking, all I need. him pricking and like collecting and DNA analyzing from, people's DNA, Dude. analyzing people's DNA. I think that it could really like flip it. You know what I mean? And make you think um, that he could be doing that. That's a, that's a good point, TJ. I like that. What I do like you think? That. Predictions. I still think that we're gonna get the fight, like seven and eight. You know, kind I don't. Of same. Range. 100%. I think it'd be cool if it happened sooner, but we've got we've got D.A. Sinclair. That's not going to happen after the fight. We've got Mars. That's not going to happen after the fight. Battle I mean, Beast. all the adverse stuff. We know the Battle Beast and Titan are coming back. Like That could happen in that five. That stuff is not happening after the fight. This this is going to destroy Mark, and he's going to be out for a while. A good, inner, a good thing it, to happen in between what seasons. Want, what I want is to for it to like the pace that this is going everything, man everything to be normal 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 and then at like halfway through six or like toward the end of six like shit happens and that's when it is like because we don't expect that because we're expecting mm-hmm. seven and eight you know what i mean i think it's fine if it's seven and eight i think that's fine but i i, I do kind of hope it's a little sooner just because I'm i know i agree impatient. with you dj but I'm, I'm expecting the end of seven beginning of definitely eight. so will, if the fight okay. happens in six Right. And it could be a longer fight. Um, and the aftermath happens in seven. What do we get in eight? After exactly. The fight? That's why it has to be end of seven, beginning of eight. Because it has, it's a season finale. He's it has going to, to be, end. Mark is going to be laid out. And unless they do a like five months later, <laughs> you know, like it's not. Could. Episode eight is going to be the majority of. The majority of it is going to be the conversation and the fight. What's next? And the rest of it is going to be all of the other characters reacting to Mark being injured. Yes, I think we'll get the end of that. And Debbie Debbie crying. We'll get the end of that robot storyline. We'll get the robot. Alan coming back. the world just found out about the biggest superhero in the world. It's going to be huge. It's an it's it's a I mean, it's a no brainer of a finale to me. Like the pace that they're taking this show. Yes, we're concerned about the are you going to keep like making him act weird for this long? Like that's the only thing that we're unsure about. But, you know, if Mark's on another planet for an entire episode, you don't even have to see it. I don't know. I think we'll be fine. I'm excited. Holy shit. Holy shit. I really want a Rexplode and Adam Eve pre like, but I, it's coming, but I think it's going to be up season two, but I really, yeah. I want it now. Flashback. Do you, do you, you, do you guys ever think about the fact that we could get something totally fucking crazy and, and insanely different? Like no one tells Mark about this and then Mark like sits on it for a little bit. Like what if they don't fight right after the conversation? What if, what if he tells Mark this? And then you saying like, that is this to me is the same as and I don't mean this as a jab at all. TJ is the same as TJ saying that he's not going to kill the Guardians all at the same time. Like, yeah, it'd be cool and I could see it. But it's not going to But happen. I'm saying but that's how happen. they could like that's how they could elongate this. Yeah. What if they what if they killed Shane at the end of season two? That's what I'm saying, dude. I don't that's what I'm think saying. That that's gonna happen though, because I feel like that wasn't great that they extended it out that fucking much. I thought Shane. That well, we won't get into the Walking Dead. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think that it could have worked better if it was written better. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We want to get into Walking Dead. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. I agree. I agree. So, so there we go. That's uh, that's. I can't fucking wait, man. We got, we What's got cool is we don't have a trailer officially for episode four. We just have 
trailers that have bits and pieces. So we can go into the next episode. Could be Mars. Could be D.A. Sinclair. Could be the fight. We don't know. And that's really, really exciting. Yeah, we finally recorded all three of these episodes. Yep. And now that this is out and you people are listening to it, like the fact that we get to talk about it with people now, like, Dude. Can't like wait. we could be talking about scenes people. when you, when people are listening to this. So on Friday or Saturday or whatever, mm-hmm. we could talk about specific scenes with people about how funny this was or how awesome this was or the action in this scene or, oh, my God. Yeah. Nolan. Exciting with the, stuff. Nolan in the Flax on Dimension. The, the tryouts like those two scenes just. All right. We're going to wrap up, uh, but we're going to record our outro later. So we're going to end this right here. All right, we're back. So you made it through. Uh, God however, bless you if you're still God with us. God bless you. <laughs> we, we forgot to talk about our favorite scene in episode three, which is funny because we joked about in, at the end of episode two how we probably all have the same favorite scene in episode three. I mean, that's true, right? Yeah, I would I would assume so. Ryan, you would go first since we started with your recap. It's it's the tryout scene. It's, it's absolutely tryout scene. tryout scene, Bill. Mine, yes. I Bill, mean, what is yours? That's super close. That's super close. That that scene, that scene, that's okay. That's the best scene. Yes, but but the best moment. Okay, is when he. I can't spoil it because Liz is over there. Okay, is the stairs. That. When he's when uh-huh, he's on the uh-huh, stairs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's it. Oh, OK. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's just as funny as some of the funny stuff in the in what the, the tryouts. No, They just heard us talk. And, and gentlemen, they just yeah. heard us talk about that scene for probably 20 minutes. But uh, <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. The, my, uh, so, yes, yeah. we don't need to talk about it much more. You just heard us talk about it. TJ, you and I say that whole scene, which is pretty long. So oh, that's. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bill, the, the stare moment is hilarious. So, guys, thank you so much for being, you know, coming along this ride with us. It's been a long journey. Um, if you want to email us, please email us your thoughts. We're going to talk about what you thought about episode one, two and three at the top of episode four next week. Um, and then send us your thoughts on episode four after you watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You can find our website, theinvinciblepodcast.com, for uh, all of our you know, uh, videos, episode guides, reading guides, all that kind of stuff is over there. Uh, our outro music, as always, is done by the great Wyatt Lane. This one's called Please Stand By. Uh, an invincible fan and an all-around great guy. So go check out his music on uh, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, all that good stuff. Oh, we did it, guys. Holy crap. Thank you again to Big Clutch yes. for the awesome yes. uh, invincible foils. I can't stop looking at them. I know. Yeah, I know. I, and you just, like, touch them. Like, I just have to, like, hold on to it, like, just on my lap. I'll just it's ridiculous, it, like, it's too, cat. because, TJ, both you and I weren't able to score the red foil when we tried um you know a month or two ago when they went for sale because they sell out so fast this is this is just the best um feel like there's so much more to talk about because we just we're did. here i we know just we just did so much back so, that way yep so i'm gonna go back to watching invincible everybody thanks again for watching we'll see you around bye
Bye, everyone. Bye. Until, next, until next time. Okay, bye. Flaxen dimension right now and we'll be right back yeah why'd you put right back in quotations <laughs> because we won't be we'll be right back for them but for us it's not right back you're gonna have to start next episode with a beard go get a fake beard <laughs> <laughs> all three of us are going get dude, fake beards dude that's such a good idea oh my god that's a fucking awesome idea i'll, I'll go to the costume store I'll, I'll, and i'll buy fake beards for everybody <laughs> That's an awesome All right, idea, we're back. <laughs> I need to take a shower. We're right back. Dude, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. <laughs>